You thought that was funny. You were laughing like a hyena when he said it. What the hell is wrong with you? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to Tuesday. It is 545. This is the morning sickness. My name is John. There's Brady. There's Brett. There's Big Dick Toledo. Let's just go, shall we? I've uh, already started my day off in a very strange way. Went into the bathroom just two seconds ago. And uh, looked in the mirror, and what what was there just now was not there when I left because I checked uh, if on my drive to work this morning. Uh, three foot Rapunzel blonde hair growing out of the top of my ear. One of those fine thin. They I don't know what happens. It's, nobody warns you of two things when you they age. grow overnight. They grow. This wasn't overnight because I guarantee you I did. I checked my ears in my bathroom this morning. Because I'm like, I, you know what I haven't looked, I even thought it. You know what I haven't looked for in a while? One of those weird, crazy hairs that grows out of the top of my ear. Looked, rubbed, checked, like nothing. I think I talked my body into growing one from that moment to now. Just went in there and plucked a monster, a huge blonde hair. Like that thing had to be a foot long. So no one warns you of two things. Let me be the dad you never had, Toledo's. After 45, you're not done peeing when you think you're done peeing. That's just All a right. fact. There's just the weird factor that happens to you. you be re- a little more patient at the urinal. <laughs> you have to be a lot more patient at the urinal. You can stand there for 20 minutes and staring at it going, I think I'm all out. And the second you turn that bastard upside down and get him back into his place, he just goes a little bit more like, God damn it. And then you got to walk around with that weird spot. It's all those times you chuckled when you were younger. Yeah. <laughs> little old man pissed his pants. <laughs> Wearing khakis. Someday, you little son of a bitch. But grandpa, dad never told you, hey, you're in your 40s now. You're not done peeing when you think you're done peeing. There's a lot more in there. <laughs> it would be a great talk. That You know, moms always talk to daughters about, you know, periods and all that stuff. It, a dad doesn't really need to have a talk with a kid until he's, you know, late 30s, early 40s. You start hearing that. In your late 40s, you also start growing hairs on the tops of your ears that come out of nowhere. This is all new to me. In the last few years, I just have this weird thing, and it's in the same spot. This cra- and I was talking to Larry the other day, and he goes, whoa, hold on. And Larry reached up, and I'm like, what are you doing? And he plucked it out of my ear. That was like two weeks ago. I'm like, what is going on with this thing? It's like, And then for months, it won't do anything. It's not like a regenerating constant. It just shows up when it feels like it just had one. And it's I've got five or six grooming tools. That have, uh, yeah, you start shaving the top of your ears, you might as well get in the ears. box. Just stop. <laughs> Can you shave the top of your ears? Have you ever dragged a razor no, over I the got tops a, of I your ears? I got an electric uh, oh, you got a little trimmer thing. Yeah. 
Do you? You're Italian. You probably have to shave They're your ears. They're everywhere. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, 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 I mean, it's... Repulsive. Top of your ears, nose... Actually, no, but you're, sometimes you'll get them coming out of coming out of the canal there a little bit. And you just see, I don't get any those. in the hole, but yeah, I get them right those. on the edge. Yeah. I never forgot the time Yuck. I walked into that shoe repair store on 12th Street <laughs> in Glendale, and the guy comes over here. It was also a tailor slash cobbler, yeah. and the guy's hair, it was a fro coming, coming out, out of, of the ear canal. Blah. I, I had a I had a teacher at Gilbert. He was the same way. It was like you look at him, go, <laughs> look, he's got all those yeah, ear hairs. It's happening to it. And now I'm like, Son of a bitch. Now yeah. I got those ear hairs. <gasps> yep. Yeah. No dads, no uncles, no decent person. Now it's just a a wise old radio vet mm-hmm. telling you guys out there right now, hey, it's okay. You're not done pissing, and you've got the longest hair I've ever seen growing out of the top of your ear. It's it's strange. And when you're bald, you like you 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 love every hair you get. Like oh boy, a new I hair. Can't, this I mean, why can't why can't my hair grow rogue or my body grow rogue hair where it just quits? I oh. think that's what happens with the guys with the uh, comb overs. It's still growing. They still have hope that their ear hairs will eventually. Look how long these hairs are. Up. This thing grows in my ear so much. I think maybe if I waited a day or two, I could comb it over. Just one would be neat. A strand like that. Devin emails in. It says uh, I got two tiny moles on my neck, and one of them grows a hair. You can't see it until the light hits just right. But man, oh man, when it hits, it's about three inches long. <laughs> and they just come shooting out of a mole. Yuck. And, uh, Devin, I don't know how old you are, but just know. You're probably not done peeing yet. And khakis are right out. I don't know why old men switch to khakis. They always go to khaki pants and thick. You got to wear some. Darker colors. Yeah, you always wear dark colors when you're older. After 60, I'm never gonna, you're never going to see me in anything other than black pants. Because I'm not standing at a urinal. If it's this bad now, I'm not standing at a urinal for eight or nine minutes. I sit to pee. I squeeze that thing like an old towel uh, to get all drained out. Still put her back, and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. You ever put it back in there and feel it on your leg? Like it lets them go? And it like runs, yes. runs down your leg, and you're like, this is the saddest, most pathetic moment of my life. i got to go wipe my leg off. <laughs> Yep. The Eight. Vioris, that type oh, that yeah. have the liner. They got the pants in them a little bit. Yeah. They can do it every now and then. What do you mean? You, that, you get the, down the, the leg? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. I think it's the built in underpants. But yeah, it's just a sad, sad thing. Sad, almost, sad thing. It's almost like you need Can X panties for when you yeah. get older. Yeah. You know, just for well, the guy version. I'm a guy who doesn't wear underwear, so I have to stand there and make sure I don't have the drip. I'll see. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't like the, I like an unfurnished basement. Seven but. to ten taps. Oh, taps. These aren't taps. These this is like, I'm sledging. <laughs> this is a, yeah, I might as well just yank one and get everything out because it is, just, it's embarrassing. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. This, uh, Scott says, I told you before, use Nair once a week, about five minutes before you get in the shower. Smooth as hell. Rogue hairs disappear. Uh, shaving just does not work. I agree with that. Shaving your ears, which I haven't gotten to that point yet. I usually, I only have one or two that'll show up, but there you go. Man, just uh, caught me off guard. Wasn't expecting the way to start the morning. Just look in there and go, I could have let that go all day. Had I not gone into the bathroom when I did, it would have been rogue crazy hair growing out of the top. And it's the only hair I've got. It's the only hair on my head. interesting how it is just one hair that grows out of the top of the hair, basically. It's like some sort of good luck. It looks around. It's like a sickle. Yeah. It stands straight up. It's like, it's got, but it's so light and fluffy. It's just annoying. (laughs) Yeah. It's gross. I had my Mr. Ryden at Dobson High School, math teacher. Every once in a while, I would show up with 
a patch of a patch, and I mean a full patch of hair from the bridge of his nose down to the end of his nose. Oh, it wasn't a unibrow. It was lower than that. Just unibrow. Oh, it was man. on his nose. Oh man! It was a patch of hair that grew on the top of his nose, and then every few days he'd have stubble on his nose because he'd he'd knock it down with a razor, and then a few days later he'd let it go. Now, if I had that, it would be a regimen every morning, like brushing my teeth, that I would shave that off. Because in high school, high school kids are not going to understand, you know. Ape with hairy nose teacher, but boy, Mr. Ryden had that in something. It Mr. Cool. Landis looked like he had two Libin mops coming out of his nostrils. <laughs> oh, God. Look like little Tarzan swinging from one vine to the other. A lot of them. <laughs> yeah, I think I might have to kill myself if it gets to that point where I've got to, if I've got to think, if I put something in my nose and you just hear, <laughs> it's over. That's the end of it. What am I doing? What am I doing in public? <laughs> Uh, seriously, what am I doing in public? If I've got a bi- a bundle, it feels good. No, you don't have a I don't bundle. Have a bundle, but I get rid of. Them. But if oh, everybody gets rid of their basics. But right now, it's just a few. You know what I'm talking about? The one that looks like somebody stuffed hay in a guy's nostril. It's like Wayne yeah. Statics hanging out of your yeah, nose. Yeah, two little Wayne stuff, Statics yeah. rolling out, and the machine has to be cleaned every time. Like you're nah, I'm ending my whipping life. the lawn. I'm, 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 I have no, no, there's no reason for me to be in public making people see that. Just doing my nose hair. Sounds like the machine's struggling. Shut up. It's a steel on the side of yeah. it. <laughs> I gotta plug it in. Ass blunt. Yeah, got it. We got her done. We can go to dinner now. Oh, God. Look at your sink. I know. It's time I end this life. I have no uh, nothing to offer this public at all. By the way, there's little dribbles on your pants. Yeah, I thought I was done peeing in about 10 minutes. Nope, evidently I'm not. Got a lot more leaking out. That's why I admire this TikTok guy who faked his own death. Did you see that dude? He faked his own death. Uh, he and his family got together and he said, I want to know how people think of me. So they pulled it off. His wife, his kids, everybody's in on it. His kid fired off a post on Instagram or whatever that said, uh, you'll always be missed, you're cherished. And the other kid said, why? This isn't fair. You know, we'll miss you forever, Dad, and blah, blah, And people started asking questions like, yeah, we lost him. It was in an accident, and he's gone. And Oh, my God, we'd love to be part of it. So he has a funeral, and a whole bunch of people show up to his funeral. And then a helicopter shows up, and he gets out. And he's a TikTok guy, so it's like all for his page. And he basically says, hey, thanks for coming. I wanted to see who cared. I think everybody kind of dreams of that a little bit, like fake I'd your like own death. Somebody to beat his ass people. and throw him oh, right yeah. in that box. Oh, it had to upset yeah. some people. That had to backfire. That, make, that, that didn't. People were like, ah. Because, you well, know, a bunch he's of dicks doing it too, then. for an yeah. influencer. Well, look, stunt. who isn't? And, I mean, that's the new modern way. And who hasn't fantasized of their own funeral? Everybody's thought about, wonder who'd show up. I'd like to see my own funeral. We've had, you know. There's a Curb Your Enthusiasm episode where Albert Brooks fakes his own funeral and sits in another room and watches it the whole way. But everybody knows he's alive. But he asks him to take it seriously. He just wants to know what people are going to say. If Torp comes back on Friday, I'll be so mad. Oh, yeah. If your old man <laughs> flies in. Hey. <laughs> yeah, people, Not again. People who flew in might be a little upset. But at the same time, eh, who hasn't wanted to do it? Yeah, his name is David Burton. His wife and kids uh, decided, yeah, let's do this. And family members, find out what they really thought of him. And the kids put on social media, one wrote, rest in peace, daddy, I'll never stop thinking about you. The other wrote, why is life so unfair with you? You were going to be a grandfather and you had your whole life ahead of you. I love you. We all love you. We'll never forget you. So that got everybody going, what's going on? And the funeral, which was uh, last weekend, 
Uh, a lot of people showed up. It was in the middle of a field. People are hugging and crying. And they're waiting for the ceremony to begin, and then a helicopter showed up. And uh, they were seen running up to him, uh, you know, actually happy that he was alive. Some were super confused. <laughs> uh, some of them said he faked his own death. It was very unappreciated. Uh, and then he said, well, that's odd because I felt unappreciated by a lot of my friends. So I wanted to see what you guys thought of me. Uh, what I see in my family often hurts me. I never get invited to anything. No one ever sees me. You guys don't talk to me. We've all grown apart. This was a way to bring us all back together. It was a nice spin. He put a nice spin on ah, it to say, this is my dick. way to get you guys to all show up for sure, rather than lip service. And the saying, ones on the cusp are gone. But how many? Yeah, right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there you go. There's a good yep. elimination factor there. How many times do you talk to somebody that you probably wouldn't mind going out with, but you're like, hey, we'll go grab a beer next week. And then two or three months pass. Like, you know, we still have to, I have a friend of mine, Danny, I do that with all the time. And next thing you know, it's been a year. You know, you fake your funeral and it's like, hey, you get a chance to tell everybody, hey, we don't hang out enough. And this is a good way for us to actually have a day. So his, his name is uh, Ragnar LeFaux on TikTok. And he, uh, he said some loved ones have been reaching out to him since the prank, calling it or adding that it proves who really cared about him. And those who didn't come uh, did contact me uh, anyway. So in a way, it was a win because I got everybody I wanted to contact me back to contact me. Kind of a dick move. Could have made a few phone calls. Just said, hey. Same, said the exact same yeah, thing. Phone but works both ways, pal. TikTok changes the way people act. I hate social media. I do, too. Screw you, Zuckerberg. <laughs> right? I do, too. But it is the way of the future. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's a weird thing because that's how people are going to communicate with each other. And we're going to sit back and go, why didn't you just call the guy? Because people don't do that anymore. They make elaborate pranks. Everything turned into, you know, the Jamie Kennedy experiment. Uh, it's... Uh, Elaborate pranks to get your friends to go, ah, and it seems like everybody is okay with it. He's 45. Well, that's what he says. You right. know there's a oh. few people pissed. If I had to fly to a funeral, yeah. I'd be upset. But again, like I have a friend in New York I haven't talked to in a long time. If he faked his death and I flew out to New York to say goodbye to him and he was there, it would also be the silver lining of that, a chance to connect with him again, which I haven't done for a long, long time. You know, because we keep saying we'll do it and we don't. But he's got an awful lot on his plate. And he might take a punch. He might take one punch as my TikTok joke in return. But everybody's got that kind of a uh, wonder who would be at my funeral, wonder what would happen. This guy now knows. I wouldn't have flown in until all the speeches were done. I want to know what people had to say. That would be more impressive. With that, that would be the fun part of the funeral is to hear what people have to say. And I'd be surprised by a few people who... Or you, know. you hear a story that, wow, my dad did this or this person did that. You never heard, you know. Well, you would be the surprising. one who knew the story. It's about you. No, who? I'm saying of a, a friend from years ago oh, comes out and sure. tells a story. One time we did this. And oh, yeah. Well, you're putting it in dad perspective. As yeah, if, yeah. Like this weekend, you're going to hear some stories about your old man. There's going to be some guys in Cuban revolutionary gear there that might actually have a couple stories you didn't know. Bro. Yeah, death brings out the, uh, the bean spilling as well. It'll be interesting. We should all have an opportunity to fake our own death. Nah, that guy's an asshole. It is kind of an asshole. <laughs> it's, it's, it, I enjoy it if I don't have to travel too far. Uh, Gilbert is probably my distance. Uh, I could see you freaking out about Gilbert, too. That's what I'm saying. I mean, Gilbert would probably know. be as far as I'd go. And maybe Tempe. Mesa, your little sweaty palms, you know, like, <laughs> Might just send some flowers. <laughs> I got burned by a Gilbert funeral once when my Uncle Bob died. And uh, had to drive out to Queen Creek first. Oh. You guys are close, huh? No. Well, what did you, what'd you do that for then? Uh, aunt Joan. My aunt. Uh, yeah. Even thinking about it now, I'm starting to get a little buzz on it. 
And then, uh, and that was the first thing. And then the next, it was so, his death was so selfish, so inconvenient. I had to go to Queen Creek for like some sort of a meeting and a wake. Twice I had to drive to Queen Creek. You know how many times I've been to Queen Creek before that? Once for your New Year's Eve party. <laughs> that was it. And that was like a, Jesus Christ, I'm never coming I back know. here again. I know. And then, uh, and then a couple of days later, I had to go to some sort of a funeral way out, way out in East Mesa. And I'm like, this guy's from Florida. Why is he, what's going on? Get his ass back to Florida so I can just send an arrangement. I got a buddy that lives on the avenues and stuff, and if he dies, I, I'm calling FTD. Here you go. Send him, <laughs> arrangement. Send him an arrangement. I'm done. <laughs> you have a I'm guy. going over there. I have a group of friends who are arrangement friends. Yeah. I, have I think about, everybody does. Yeah, I have about three funeral friends. And like the rest of your arrangements. And then uh, other people are just a phone call to the widow. It's like the wedding thing. I'm not going to any more weddings. Right. No more funerals. I'm done. Cool. I've, well, that's my swap out. No more weddings. I will go to funerals now. I'm owed, okay. like Funerals are my new thing. I'm not going to any more weddings. I have Kirby's wedding. Not going Not going to any kid's wedding. My friend Mark's kids. Uh, nope. Not going to any of their weddings. I have no interest in it. I don't, I don't uh, have any ties to... Uh, like Kirby doesn't want me at her funeral or her wedding. You the do. Same thing. That's silly. I'm not doing that. My friend's... Uh, Kids don't want me at theirs. No, I'm not doing it. All funerals from here on out. All from here on out. And uh, that's that's going to be pared down pretty good. Like, I have to, I have a feeling when Toledo dies, it's going to be a really uh, inconvenient. Like, you know, to Montana? Yeah. There's going to be one of those things where somebody's got to, you know. And he's going to do something like he did with that kid of his where he asked me to be its dad if two people dropped out. I was on pins and needles. That kid's almost 18. Three people had to die, and then still got two in front of you. Uh, oh yeah, okay, good. Like the odds of me having to be his dad for the next nine months, or was he a February baby? Yeah, I got nothing to worry about at this point, <laughs> nothing at all. But Toledo would probably be one of those things where it shocks you. You're at the will reading, and you're responsible for his ashes. It's like, God damn it! And he wants them spread all over Yellowstone or like Sam Elliott or something. I, I'm, I'm just going to throw him out, <laughs> just like his dad. <laughs> We don't get what we wish for, huh? It's not Jiminy Cricket's world. You're in the garbage, kid. My wishes were to be spread all over Yellowstone. Yeah, well. You know what they say, in one hand and wish in another. <laughs> See which one fills up. Yeah, I just, I, I, the funeral thing, I don't know. Brady, you better be buried somewhere in the middle. It's a long drive out there where you, are you going to, you're not getting buried in Gilbert. Uh, I don't think I'm getting buried at well, all. Well, whatever, but Related. wherever your service has to be somewhere. I, but, convenient. you know, then you have that option to spread the ashes or, you know, kept in an urn. Sure, but there still has to be a service. Don't, Gilbert's silly. Now, you said it years ago. You would be buried or you'd go back to Columbus where your family is. And- It'll be a Zoom service. Okay, that I appreciate. They'll just show, I like that. They'll just show I like the urn, that. that's yeah. it. Like, like, like the that. fireplace at Christmas. You know, you can put that on the TV. Show the fireplace. <laughs> that's not a bad idea. Like the never-ending fire logs. Yeah. I like that. That's pretty good. Yeah, and you can pay your respects and for you know, and, and make it like an OnlyFans. Every once in a while, I just have to write, mm, ching, 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 give some money to the family. <laughs> yeah, I got uh, that's the guy. Damon says I like your rule, John. Uh, the one I owe every person I know one wedding and one funeral. That's my rule. That is an absolute rule I have. I, I will Damn go it, to, I wasted mine. I will go to one of your weddings. <laughs> I will go to one of your funerals. Now, you have a different situation because I owe Matthias one wedding. Oh, okay. All so right. I can go to your wedding. All right. I don't want to, and I probably won't, but 
You'll get a nice present. Okay. Yeah. Out of guilt, probably, more than anything else, is that I'm not going You'll get it. a real nice present in six months. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you oh, know, I figured as much. <laughs> and, yeah, Brady will get you one for six months, and he's not wrong, because the last, my, Thanks, my the final wedding I was I attended and made a big proclamation, this is it, my last wedding. And that's kind of almost where I was insulted when Brett, immediately after I had made this gigantic statement, said, I'm getting married. But was, I didn't it, invite you. I <laughs> right? just, no, no, you no, know, I'm just yeah. saying. Like, you did that after I had said, yeah. no more weddings. You're like, good, now we can do this without having to worry about John. I'm fine with that. A nice present, maybe a dinner. I don't know, but I'm not going to any weddings. I'm done with weddings. I'm done with the dance floor. I'm done with the nonsense. It's just silly. I've been to enough of them to know they're all the same. You got to do something pretty elaborate or something fun. I was MF and Brady about that, but then it was the smartest move, the six month rule. Oh, yeah, it's a smart I mean, we got hosed. Yeah. And you know who really got hosed is that all that, all the gift money was supposed to go to the woman who went into debt to pay for that wedding. Yeah. And uh, it had already been taken out. It's bad. So, yeah, Brady was right not to buy. I, my friend Chris, I didn't buy him a, a, a wedding present because I told him when they were moving into the house, I said, tell you what I'll do. I'm going to get you a dog as, you know, you're, because they were talking about getting a dog. I said, I'll get you a dog as a wedding present. And I said, you name it, and I'll go out and grab it, and we'll go together, and that'll be my present to you is that your uh, package for your, you know, your, because they're not going to have kids, the, you know, your, your, I'll buy the child. I'll, I'll make that happen. And they were like, okay. And they never, ever wanted a dog. So I got nice. out of that. <laughs> like, I never took them to dinner instead. I was like, this is great. It's really awesome because I made it clear. I'm like, you want if you want a dog, I'm I'm going to get you. I'm like, oh, that would be amazing. And then they said, give us some time, give us some time. And the next thing you know, they don't want a dog. I'm like, all right. They got cats running all over the house. I'm like, I'd have done a cat too. It didn't have to be a dog, but they just found their cat in the backyard. Well, you know him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> dogs are expensive. Uh, but yeah, so uh, no more no more weddings. But one funeral, and it has to be in some sort of odd radius. I even told my dad that. I'm like, you're not, are you doing Texas death? Because he lives in Texas now. And he goes, I haven't decided on that yet. I don't know where I'm going to go. Like, could you make it easy on me so I don't have to, like, pick up a plane flight to go? You know, like, Brady's got a lot going on here with this whole funeral thing. You're flying back. and Your dad could have done you a lot of favors by being buried here. Don't you think? <laughs> like, Sedona would have been nice. He liked it there. Yeah. Is he but doing he never ashes? really connected to Arizona too much. No, he was an Ohio fan. Yeah. And you got to go back. He made it so long, 90 years, and you owe him that. But I told my dad, I'm like, Texas, I, we have no ties to Texas. I mean, you've been there for two years. You're not getting... But, he he you know, spent most of some, his time here. Some people, you know, I can understand two years into it, or they just moved out there and like, I found my place. This is my... Yeah, come on. But who knows? You got no... You got Then everybody you know has to fly to your family. Like my Uncle Bob. Almost his entire life down there in Florida, Indiana and Florida. And he dies here. He has the nerve to get buried here. It's like, well, you're asking an awful lot from an awful lot of people that you sort of abandoned. You're the one who left all your friends in Florida and then said, hey, by the way, when I die, you're fine. No, go back there. We're, we're, you got to go where the majority of the people who know you are. That should be a funeral rule. If he gets buried in Texas, you and your sister got a carpool out there. If she goes, I'm out. I'll send an arrangement. <laughs> he won't care. He knows. He knows I, He knows the deal. Yeah, uh, you just talked me out of it. I'm not going to my dad's funeral. <laughs> Mom's funeral either because she's going to be at that too. Sending an arrangement. I'll, I'll get an arrangement ready now. FTD? Hi, two, it's John. Two different ceremonies. Yeah. <laughs> did, you, did you say this is for your mother? Yeah, will you send that arrangement to... Uh, sir, this is like a mile and a half from your home. Yeah, you haven't met my sister. <laughs> 
I'll visit. I'll visit her stone. Delivery date to be determined, or what? TBD. <laughs> Keep this one on hold for me. I'm not sure. She's real healthy, so I think we're gonna have. But just stay in business. That's all I ask. Yeah, faking her own funeral. I I wouldn't have the guts to do it just in case, but that would be pretty awesome. But yeah, funerals have to be convenient to everybody because it's really just for the family. It's really nothing to do with the dead guy. Yeah, they're dead. They're dead. They don't care. Do you care? No. Nobody really cares. It's for the family. They all have to get together, which is, you know, sensible. But I I, I will say this. I like funerals better than weddings. Yeah. People are... uh, People. Family weddings are are similar to the funerals as far as seeing people that you haven't sure. seen in a long time. But everybody and, wants to leave a wedding. Nobody wants to in and out a funeral. Like, we all relate to a funeral because it's going to happen to all of us. Weddings are like, ugh, who cares? You know, deep down, there's like the majority of the guests there are doing it out of obligation. Funerals you go because it's like this is this is part of well, like you, a real you, part of life. You eliminate one question, the difference between the – what. Wedding and the funeral is you're asking the weddings you're asking the question, are they going to make it? Right, is he going to make it? Right, this one you know that this one there's a yeah. there's a there's some punctuation on a funeral. Anyway, good luck to everybody out there who's doing that. But I owe everybody one funeral, and one wedding, but the convenience factor has to come into play. Not not flying all over the country. And this is a big month right now for weddings. Yeah, most June. of the country it is not necessarily yeah here. not here yeah not here yep. but most of the country that's for sure. But I'm out of them, and that's smart. You can make those announcements, too. It's It shocks people. I had a friend say, well, we're thinking about getting married. I'm like, well, I've already gone to my last wedding. What are you talking about? Well, don't invite me is what I'm saying, is that I'm 50 years old. If you didn't get married by now, what do you, what do you think? I'm going to run off to your wedding now? By the way, it's your third one. You've never been to any of my weddings. What is the point of me watching you commit to someone forever for a third time? I will laugh. I'll get that coming up, yeah, too. I will laugh heartily. You got one of those? Oh, yeah. Well, no, it hasn't been announced yet, but it's going to. Mangoop? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, he's getting on. married again? No. It's like his fifth time. That can't be real. Come I'm, on. I'm pretty sure that's going to happen. We'll see. Oh, God. You don't you have to go, go to that. No. <laughs> what number? This has to be it's, five. I, I lost count. I'm not even sure. Can't he just admit he's terrible at this? This guy's bowling with rocks. He just guy never knows saves for weddings. What in the world <laughs> is he doing? And he's been cut in half four other times. Yeah, ain't much left. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe that's it. Maybe he's just getting married but, to go, yeah. look, I'm gonna divorce you just so when you see what I've got, you're gonna you'll be destitute for divorcing me. Well, I think maybe and you're after going the first to that too. Oh probably. Oh, for the laughs. Why go. wouldn't you? Yeah. Huh. If you, if I heard man, the last one was fun. Oh, sure, the wedding's got to be fun because it's you know it's fleeting. <laughs> See, in two yeah. years, it's like it's. I mean, Jesus, he literally had a buddy that was supposed to come in from California and couldn't make it. And when we, he finally came in like six months later, yeah. and we, were, I finally met the guy, and I'm like, <laughs> like what, where were you? What happened? He goes, ah, I just told everybody I'll catch the yeah, next one. I'll go to the next one. <laughs> he literally said that he's having weddings like Thanksgiving. It's annual. Yeah, well, the second you hear man goop, you know, sitting up at the altar going, you know, you make me a better man. And I knew when I met you, you were the one. Yeah, the fifth one. <laughs> he needs to have a frame of all of them. Oh, a frame? Uh, yeah, making one giant uh, he needs to, in the, hanging on the wall. He needs to start making. <laughs> one, two, three. Like, start making busts like a, like he's in Canton. Like, just like get a the Hall of Fame. of the Cross in the Catholic Church. There's 13 of them. <laughs> that is, that is. Man goop. What are you thinking? 
Oh, boy. This is, this is for real. More importantally, what's the <laughs> woman thinking? He just changed the name. What's the it's girl thinking? Out. What is the girl thinking? I'm going to be his fifth wife. They have to be on maybe multiples themselves. Yeah, they're just ignoring the obvious that neither of them are any good at this. If you've got, you're, I mean, if she's like on. Let's give it a run. If she's on three or four and he's on five, you're running into your ninth wedding. That's just dumb. Well, then you get those people, too, that get married, and then they, they remarry and then divorce and right. remarry. The same people. It's like, what the hell? Yeah, well, I think they crazy. get to the point, you know, when you're saying, you're thinking, oh, cut in half every time. No, yeah. I think, you you know, the next, the last three are just like, if it doesn't work out, we go our <laughs> We're own We're going way. our own way, and I'm not sharing money with you or anything else. Yeah. In fact, in and, your well, vows, nothing to share. you can say to love, honor, cherish. Uh, until the next baseball season do we part. Because there's no possible way death is going to come into play unless one of them gets run over. A handshake and we'll be on yeah, our way. Yeah, let's, just, uh, <laughs> let's just call this what it is. By the way, I'm not moving in with you either. I'm gonna keep my own apartment. I know how this ends. <coughs> what is he doing? Have you had any friends like that, though? Uh, Three, four in? I have... Chuck. Arteague? Yeah. He was, How many was he in? He was on his fifth one. One of them was only for a day. Yeah. A day? Yeah. Yeah. Flip. Flip Orley's probably the closest one. Oh, that's one. right. Flip's probably the the only. I don't really have any he friends that have overdone it. I have uh, most of them are on two uh, or finished with two. I knew one that was finished with his second and he's never getting married again. In fact, he won't. He hates women to the point where he's. All you ask him is, say, are you dating anybody? He goes, my jack game is strong. Don't need one. And I'm like, all right, that makes sense. He doesn't want to tolerate it. He got cut in half. That was it. Uh, I'm not friends with him, but TC, Tom Chambers, I think it's his birthday tomorrow, actually, and I don't know why I know that. Uh, he's been cut in half three or four times. We talked about that when we were hanging out. He's been chopped in half a lot, and that's a lot of chopping. Yeah, uh, Yeah. I don't know. I don't know many people who are multiple offenders. Trip, two. Not three, two? Not sure? Might be. It could be a triple. Yeah. But Tripp's generation is the one that made it so it's not forever anymore. Those were the ones, you know, Studio 54 and all over each other until, I'll marry her. Ooh, I'll marry that one too. Yeah, one of those. And they started it for us. But it is, I think, that um, the boomer generation is one like you can't grow old to my dad by yourself. You need to... You got somebody to wipe. There your ass. seems to be a little more um, empowering on that. I got a bidet. I think my dad's on his fourth, third official, and he lived with a lady for like a decade, which is pretty impressive because my parents have only been divorced for twenty years, and he's had a lifetime of relationships since. And hanging out, man, good. <laughs> In a ten-year one, he married some lady uh, about a year and a half after the divorce, who turned out to be a lunatic, like big time. Is that the haircut? No, haircut oh, was, was fine. Was she was good. nice. Yeah, the one with the retard hair. Yeah. No, she was retard fine. hair. That's what my dad said. Right? <laughs> Came over to the house once. She was from Long Island. Comes over to the house, and I'm like, "Oh, D, you cut your hair." I didn't say it looked great because it didn't. I didn't want to say anything, but I was trying to be nice. Yeah, I cut it the other day. Your father says I look like a retard. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, he's always been blunt. <laughs> He's not wrong. Dad, that's rude. Well, she got those damn bangs all the way up. She looks like she's got retard hair. I'm like, all right, that's enough. We're in public. Quit it. Yeah, I'll grow it out. Some I don't look like that anymore. Dan thinks I look like a retard. All right. <laughs> we'll just get our steaks and go on. Dad, you're a, you're a gem. 
somehow or another, she was crying when he left. I don't know how. Like, I'd ask that guy to leave several times prior. Yeah, he's on his fourth, technically. Didn't marry one of them, but they were together for a long time. That's a lot. And when he got married this last time, I'm like, what are you doing? Well, you know, um, why not? Uh, that's why. Laundry and ass wiping, I think, is really the big thing. They get along fine, but I don't think either of them are that into each other. They hang around each other. It's like brother and sister. They poke and fight. It's constant. Like it's like but they've been married they for. Don't they talk hundreds. though? A mean game, kind of. I thought you said. Oh, like, they'll they'll bring up sex, yeah, and, like, and it's disgusting. So their big story, and I'm spilling this bean, is their wedding night, which was in Vegas. They went up and got hitched uh, in Vegas. Thank God. And I told them I wasn't going to that one either. It's like nothing weirder than going to your dad's third wedding. <laughs> and I said, uh, so I'm not doing. It. So he went up there on his own. Didn't have anybody like a buddy of his went with, and so. uh the story, and she's Texas. Uh, Sean is pure Texas. And they'll sit every single time. It's because they're older. They forget they've told you the story every time you sat with them. Our wedding night was just fantastic. We had a great night out there. Of course, we got sick from scallops earlier in the evening. We had some scallops and got sick. So about 3 in the morning, I was all over the hotel room. Your father was all over the hotel room. It was gross. But don't think we didn't get it all in. Okay, what? What was that last part? Oh, we for hours prior to all this yeah, she brings up the fact that they, they just, they went 70-plus-year-old banging nonstop and then got uh, diarrhea. Ah, oh. <laughs> Thanks, bud and yeah. sissy. That's yeah, exactly. just what I needed to hear. My dad's like, yeah, we did pretty much everything you need to do. And always at dinner when you picture your dad and his new wife in their early 70s just taking huge Yoo-Hoo deuces all over the oh. hotel room together. Was this retard hair or was this the... No, the no. retard hair. No, she was out of okay. This is a new one. This is Shauna. She hasn't earned a nickname yet. <laughs> you got to leave him to get the nickname. Yeah, I don't know. Four. Four is pretty good. The old man pulled it off. Had one for 30 plus years and then knocking them knocking down like, you know, bowling pins now. And evidently, they don't mind. I think that would be the end of my marriage if on the wedding night we both had diarrhea. I don't th- I'd have to get another room. Like a sign. Oh, I don't want to smell that. Again, I don't want to know that. That's uh, a big yeah. sign. If I had to smell your liquefied inner insides, and they liked it, then they they knew they were a match. No, you don't <laughs> like a brew. You don't like somebody's. <laughs> Dan, I tell you what, it's a good thing you knocked me senseless because uh, I got you who falling out of my butt like crazy. So keep keep your keep your wiener to yourself, or you're going to get sprayed like a Bellagio chocolate fountain. Must have been them scallops. I got them, too. I think we ate some bad scallops. Oh. We need a two-bed two two suite. We need two bathrooms in here because I'm going to... I'm probably going to four more times. <laughs> you want to go back door real quick? It's already lubed up. Oh, oh come on. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that's the story I tell. Too many times I've heard that one. And I just brush it off. I'm just like, how about them Steelers? That's usually where I, I, end, I end up taking it right into his his true love, the Pittsburgh Steelers. What are you going to do? Well, if you're getting married this June, congratulations. I hope it lasts as long as any of man goops. Oh, man goop. And he has the nerve to go out and get those embossed invitations. At this point, just write with pencil and paper. I'm doing this again. Check the box if you want to come. Don't get any beautiful calligraphy, you know, embossed. He's been crafty. He uses the same one, just scratches out the yeah, name. Yeah, maybe. A new one <laughs> well, if he's got some leftovers. Or, Save the know, date. Just put it on Facebook. Look, I'm about to 
dive into another 18-month endeavor. I'd like to have you guys there to see. What, what are we there to witness, man, Goop? What are we there to witness in your fifth, like the the union of a man and a woman for 12 months? That's I can do that every time I go to junior high. <laughs> Those two have been together for 10 months. That's a man-goop relationship. How do you shop for your fifth wedding ring? You should know a guy by now. You got to have a punch card. Tom Shane actually comes out from behind the counter. Hey, how you doing? (laughs) Hello, man, Goop. Here's your... Yeah, unbelievable. Anyway. Same size as last time? There you go. This one's a little thicker, I see. That's one call. Byron? Yeah, Byron. (laughs) What's the the best looking, cheapest one you've got? I really don't want to commit too much to a ring because you know what happens to them. They end up back in your hands. As a matter of fact, can I buy the last one I pawned off? I was going to say. I'll just take that one again. He might go back and find three of his old rings. Oh, man, Goop. Our friend Mangoop, the Marion Machine. And if you're with Mangoop right now and you're listening, don't do it. <laughs> it's not going to last. It's just not. Just empowered him more. No. No. Challenge. No, 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 no. She's actually very cool, but. Of course she is. <laughs> Has to be. It's not her fault. He's got the track record. Of course she's cool. She's the one agreeing to marrying a guy who's being married for a fifth time. Of course she's cool. She's accommodating. She's forgiving. He's the problem here. I'm telling the good person, get out of this. Just live with him. Something always goes wrong. No, she's the one. The fifth one. Ugh. Whatever your name is, stay being a nun. Yeah. Don't leave. <laughs> Whatever it is. Play the mother <laughs> field. <laughs> I like Man Goop. He's a good person. Oh, yeah. It's a great. marriage thing. He's addicted to it. It's a, John, maybe this is the one. And Evan, no, no. <laughs> you can't have five the ones. No, no, the other four weren't the one. You're wrong at picking the one. You're bad at it. Stop saying this one's the one. The first four were just for practice, I've heard you say that to four other people, and countless amounts of others that you didn't marry were probably the one, and they left before the, you know, they got out before the the bad news hit them. Oh, man, Goop. So bad. Uh, It's 622. Let's get a wake-up song. Oh, man, Goop. My stomach hurts. I don't even know the guy that well. I know him well enough to know he's the Marion kind. That's all I really know about him. Uh, I'll FaceTime you when I'm there. Oh, I can't believe you're going. Why are you wasting your time? Other than, obviously, to see if it lasts through the ceremony. Yeah. They should have divorce lawyers. They should have divorce lawyers next to the guy performing the wedding. (laughs) So as they're walking out, they just sign up the inevitable. Well, that'll be our Thursday fan duel bet. Okay. (laughs) We put an over under on Mangoop's new. (laughs) Hasn't been announced yet, but it's coming. We all know it. He's dating someone, they're getting married. Oh, that's insane. We all have somebody in our lives. And she's great. Of course she is, Brett. (laughs) I love her for even considering this. She's the one who drew the the straw and said, all right, I'll walk into the nuclear facility without the thing. She's the one at Chernobyl that had to go in. (laughs) I'll take that risk. I'll take the risk. I'll do it. You know this is bad, right? Yeah, I know, but somebody's got to do it. No, they don't, actually. But if you want to. She sounds wonderful. She's the rooster. She's walking ahead to find Viet Cong. So the rest of the troops make it. She's sacrificial. She's Jesus. She's going to get hung up on a marriage cross, and it's going to be bad. It lasts three days. Ah, Maybe, if she's lucky. She gets out of that in 72. There's only enough air in that thing. Like that submarine that's missing. There's only enough air in it for four days. 
his wedding. Ugh. And the fact that he's turned into the guy from the Fries commercial, too, the last time we all saw him. He looks just like <laughs> the little cartoon round guy from Fries. Low, low, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we all saw him. Hey, there's Mangoo. Oh, Mangoo. Uh, let's get a wake-up song. 585-9800. A good one, and we'll scream it together. Don't do it! It's 98KUPD. Wake up! Arizona's most powerful, powerful rock radio station. 98KUPD. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. You thought that was funny. You were laughing like a hyena when he said it. What the hell is wrong with you? Thank you, Alliance. No, yeah, people email me. I'm a guy's got a friend who's getting married for a seventh time. Seven? Don't do that. Just skip it. Uh, I am wildly fast. I got an email from uh, Nathan that said, Hey, Holmberg, are you as obsessed with the lost submarine as I am? Uh, I've been studying the design and construction of this so-called submersible, which is little more than a carbon fiber coffin. Uh, It's a death trap. Homemade. I swear to God, they glued a hatch to the body of the submersible. Uh, You heard me. They even wrote it down. Glued it to the carbon fiber body. You pilot the submarine with a PlayStation controller. That's not a joke. I can't believe that they convinced people, uh, let alone talk them into paying quarter of a million dollars to climb inside that thing. And it looks the part, but it is a tiny deal. Off-brand <clears throat> Xbox controller. Yeah, it's not even like the expensive one. It's the one you get over at GameStop for the, you know, to wreck. But uh, this is the one that, uh, you know, Cameron went down. Sure. In. So yeah, but the, the more uses it gets, the more that glue's going to weaken. Maybe I'd get in it on the first go, but it's it's it, they can't find it. It's five people. They've lost communication before in the past, but usually something you know they'll text back. Well, it'll come bobbing up. Yeah, like well, there's, somebody will drive the it to the top. Said, there's several wa- ways that it can bob up to the top, and he's saying, right. well, if it hasn't, it's um, amazing bobbed up. The other thing is, is even if it did, you're still kind of lost at sea. Sure, so you've got that radius, and to find you know you think about the aerial stuff. To search that little they didn't bubble. put an Apple tracker on it. Yeah, I can keep air, air tags on my luggage for God's sakes. You didn't air tag anything on this submarine. Lost at sea. If you're lost at sea uh, in 2023, you goofed. You air tag yourself. If you're out at sea, yeah, I gotta believe it. If it popped up, I think they would uh, find it pretty yeah. quick. But you know the scenarios they're talking about is if it actually went into the the ship and it's got inside Titanic and it can't get out. Yeah, Titanic is not like you know. It's kind of an unlucky boat. Or got um, snagged by equipment on the floor. Or, you know, a wreckage. I don't know. Well, no, because they got another one down there looking for it. So they know where to look. They got somebody down there looking around for it. So if it's if it's snagged and just sitting on the bottom, they'll find it. If it's inside Titanic, they'll find it. They don't know where Not it is. Not necessarily, because there is... Here's the... Here's the gray zone of the area, from what I understand. is when you Even when you're going down, they don't know exactly where they're at. they got to go back to the ship and say, are we close to it? Because the ship has a better detection 
Well, sure, this thing's got nothing, but they're dropping it down there. They know pretty good there idea. Is a, but there is an area that they could be off and like, okay, you're off by this much. You need to go this yeah. way. When you lose communication, it could have gone any yeah. direction. And it's uh, frightening. It's a really crazy thing. And people did spend $250,000 to sit inside this thing got and f- drive around inside Titanic, which is kind of oh, interesting. Nice. But they add that to my list of things I'm afraid to die in. Uh, that would be the worst. I remember the movie, uh, was it U571 with uh, Matthew McConaughey and yeah. John Bon Jovi was in it. And uh, and that boat was in big trouble and they were all going to die in that sub or that Russian submarine a few years ago where 120 dudes were just in it. And it it's That's a horrible way to go. Oh, man. So I've added that in the last month or so. I added uh, Wild Animal Attack. Uh, fire is still number one. Still number one with a bullet. But Wild Animal Attack is now number two. Uh, trapped in a useless submarine is high on the list now of things I'll probably avoid. With a bullet. Yeah, with it. <laughs> Coming in at number three. The unexpected submersible. Yeah, I, I'm not doing it. Somebody says climbing my homemade submarine. First off, no. Uh, second, uh, you know, if the Internet's got all the pictures of Titanic I need, do I go see it, really? I mean, there's going to be some sort of AI version of that coming out soon where I can put some VR goggles on and tool around it's just the same the smells might be different but it's just the same how about this one expert list listed four possible causes for a communication breakdown loss of power a short circuit could cause a fire any amount of flooding would be disastrous Gee. down there well yeah you get caught uh, up in the titanic debris right. that's the other you one. think flooding would be a disaster for communications or for drowning in a little coffin yeah i don't think i'm worried about communications if i see water inside the sub surface immediately so yeah, it's uh, that's no joke, man. This is crazy, and uh, so getting everybody back up. Ninety six hours of air is what they said it has. And where are they at Thursday. now? Yeah, they've got they've till got Thursday. Till we're Thursday. we're on day two, so it's got four days of air, essentially that they can you know count on. Maybe a little bit extra. One or two people can, you know, start short breath in that thing. But you figure ninety six hours full air that they can figure out how to get out of there. So they're still alive unless it's uh, full of water. They're still alive and just. Tooling around under under the sea like Sebastian. There's limited food and water. Oh. You'll make it fine without the food and water. If you've only got 96 hours of air, food and water aren't really a concern at this point. It's not like you're going to be sitting out there like, you know, castaway where you've got months and months. you got to figure out how to drink and eat. You'll be fine for the four days you don't eat. Uh, but man, oh, man. That is a horrifying situation. Not much is publicly known about how Titan was equipped uh, equipped to handle emergencies, like if there were beacons that could signal. Evidently it, not. Yeah, they didn't think much on the emergency side, but I'm not climbing in that thing. Yeah, I was reading a little bit about it last night, and it did seem kind of haphazard to go, wow, we can get a quarter of a million bucks off of a few people. Uh, slap something together real quick, and let's get that Cameron mobile down. James Cameron was in that thing with one other dude. Yeah, and and was, they, it the, yeah. it, was it the same one? Doesn't it seem like you could have a rope? You know, I thought it, I thought it was. Uh, it's the, not the camera one, but no, that one's. Uh, it, doesn't it seem like you should have a rope, though? Doesn't it seem like a rope should be in play here somehow? Yeah, the cable that <laughs> right, feeds like yeah. some sort of rope. Like I don't know how deep that thing actually is, the Titanic, but they they have a pretty good gauge on how deep it is. I'm sure they've got all the numbers. Put chain together and just, just like a bungee cord. Yeah, just pull yeah, just kind of yeah, kind of reel them back in. You know, like imagine it, hop in. Uh, we'll be down in two hours. 
Yeah. That's how long it no. takes to. No, that's that's a horrible, horrible fear to go. I'd rather go in space than underwater because we know underwater is bad. Space could be something magnificent. Who cares about space, too? And it's also one of those things like I jump out into space. You'll freeze. Drowning scares me a whole lot more than like crashing or exploding or getting lost. Uh, drowning is horrifying. Drowning's on the list, too. Drowning's a top fiver. When you're that deep. Or, or the water will crush your bones. Yeah. Because yeah. the weight of the water on top of you is going to, like a tin can, just smush you. That's frightening. So, man, I don't really want to see Titanic. I bet you that would be. I remember uh, years and years ago, I went up to the Grand Canyon. And uh, Megan was uh, there. And I, we took some friends. And it was a sunset. I think I told you guys it was a purple sunset, which happens like twice a year. We, we just got lucky. They never know when it's going to happen. And it turned purple. The whole thing, wow. like grimace purple at sunset. People were crying. I mean, it was amazing. And uh, my friend goes, man, nature wins. I'm like, no kidding, just dead quiet, a few tears, some sniffles, Germans saying it was beautiful, and then cutting through the air, piercing through the air. I don't get it. It's not that big a deal. Like, all right, you've ruined it. You've just ruined it. <laughs> I have a feeling. Thanks, wet blanket. Yeah, exactly. I have a feeling. Like, And I just turned to her. I'm like, you don't think the Grand Canyon is a big deal? Well, not so much to cry. I mean, pff, we've been staring at it for the last hour. <laughs> and it's hard to argue that. It's like, she's right. We have been looking at the hole for a long time. But it's majestic, you know. People travel from all over the world to see this thing. I don't get it. All right. Well, <laughs> so I would never spend any money taking her down, especially, to the Titanic just to hear somebody. Because you know one of the dickheads in that submarine's like, oh. It's a lot smaller than I thought. You'd have one person being a dick about like, no, this isn't what I thought. Two hundred fifty grand, bigger. right? I've been on bigger cruise ships than this. Like, ah, I don't want to risk that. But to drown with that person, I knew this would happen. I don't think Titanic would be for me. I think it would be that moment that Megan had at the Grand Canyon. I think I'd have the same one in Titanic and go. I think I liked the uh, exhibit at Luxor in Vegas better, where they had the iceberg and chunks of the Titanic. and Make you feel like you're in well, it. You, they, you go through a couple rooms, they rebuilt them, and then in those rooms are real artifacts they've drug up, like combs and mirrors and some clothes and shoes. And you get to see if you die at the end. Or right, you at made the end, it, you yeah. have to check your card to see if you were the passenger that made it. I, I died once, I've, I've made it twice, I've gone through that thing three times. The iceberg room's incredible. Yeah. Because it's down to like uh, two, like 19 degrees. And you realize that was the temperature that they were going into that water, which had to be horrifying. Then that massive chunk of the boat. I'm like, that's really all I needed. I don't need to go underwater to see the rest of it. I've seen all I need up there. Vegas provides me everything. I've been to Rome. I've been to Paris. <laughs> I, 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 everywhere I need to go. And I really don't have to travel that far. It's and an hour Egypt, on... too, with the Luxor. That's there. right. Yeah. And I wasn't impressed with Egypt. No. Much like most of the Middle East, I was like, I'm going to avoid Egypt from here on out. What about the medieval times there at Excalibur? Yeah, you know, I didn't... Authentic. Uh, I'm not really interested in that era. So I didn't really... It, it smelled about the same. You know what? It is authentic, because most people are covered in and have the plague who are at the Excalibur. So that's the truth. Yeah, I've been to, you know, I've been to all of them. Rome was impressive. I really enjoyed Caesars. That seemed nice. And go to the Coliseum. I saw Elton John. I mean, I've seen Elton John at the Coliseum. That's huge. I mean, you guys can't say that. Uh, that's pretty amazing. And then you you walk across the street, and you're in you know Paris. And I've seen everything I need to see in Paris. Quite international. Look, I'll tell you this: the Eiffel Tower. You know what the best thing about Paris? Paris is no f- French people. I, like what an annoying glob of humanity they are. I'm not interested in Paris. 
There it was, Paris in all its glory. I see the Eiffel Tower. There's a restaurant in it. Phenomenal. Uh, they don't even have a restaurant in the big one over in Paris. It's just a... Yeah, they do. Eh, it's not like this. It's not high-end with English-speaking waiters. It's a piece of <laughs> with French people all over it. <laughs> and, and all their buttered... Oh, that's one and the same, yeah. actually. <laughs> I, I, they serve buttered bugs. I'm not interested in buttered bugs. <laughs> off, France. I'll go to Vegas. I've the seen it targets all. are good. Roll over to Egypt. And oddly enough, inside Egypt is the Titanic. That seems reasonable to me. It's a, double, it's a double kill. My friend's uh, dad, back in the day, got to go into the uh, base of the pyramid. Cool. This is when they first opened up. Wow. It is a uh, little over a mile down, and it's a two-by-two two crawl space yeah, that you're crawling for a mile. No way. There's no turning back. For a yeah, mile? That can't be basically right. equivalent of uh, going down through there. So that. you're following people down this thing for a yes, mile? Yes, and they have lights. You know, they just had a wire of, you know, like the regular no lights that you hang in your backyard, no, kind out. of. It can't go. be two by two for a whole well, mile. You can't turn around it. Sure. What if the guy in front of you drops ass? <laughs> right. Oh. You're just human centipede. Yeah. I'm not interested no. in this. <laughs> you know where I can go? The Luxor. <laughs> And uh, by the way, inside those pyramids, Brady, zero restaurants. The one you're talking about, the Luxor, has a food court and a casino. So much better than the Egyptian pyramids. Yeah, uh, another one. That's another place that can go f*** itself is Egypt. And that place probably smells about the same, too, exactly. as the original pyramids. Well, on Saturdays, for sure. Yeah, I've seen some mummies inside that Luxor when those buses drop off those old people. Yeah, I got no interest in any of that. Traveling that would be cool, but they got to put a doorway in for me. I'm not. Oh, I'm not oh once, through once you're in, you're committed. Yeah, no way. No, if I'm not walking, I'm not playing the game. I'm not, yeah. I'm not belly dragging down to a tomb. That's creepy. And they just found some new thing at a, a, one of the pyramids. They, did. they found a new gap. And they're like, man, what's down here? When those aliens built that, they weren't screwing around. But uh, they're discovering a lot more uh, people that were in the, uh, not necessarily the. The royalty, they're just rich yeah. people that were buried there. Yeah, seems right. Uh, and the good thing is also, uh, inside the Luxor, not a lot of dead people, which is nice. I think that's an also, that's a plus. So Vegas has everything I need. Titanic, Egypt, Rome, Paris. You go up the road to Palazzo, you get a little Italy in there. And again, the best part is, no swarthy, dirty f- foreigners uh, serving you meals. I got English And the blue skies in the mall. It's beautiful. Oh, that's that incredible. That Caesars has yeah. that beautiful indoor-outdoor mall. It's stunning. Walking around, I feel like I'm in somewhere in wherever that is, Rome. Somewhere, I don't know. That'll Who be cares? the best. Uh, is it the Venetian that has the, uh, you know, the canals? Venetian's got yeah. the canals. I can't remember. Uh, right there. There's yeah. no right. smell of poo like the... No the real Venice, and you've got yeah, Venice stinks. I've heard nobody come back from Venice and say it doesn't smell terrible. And it's got that big clock, just like in Venice, and it's got that swarthy, gross Italian screaming songs at you for like half a mile. And then you go back in and gamble away. You get a gondola ride. Yeah, and you go over to that. Uh, it's got it all. Vegas is Vegas for the win uh, versus the world. <laughs> I think I want to hop into a submersible. You know what? I never. I was threatened uh, to have happen to me while I was visiting the Titanic at the Luxor. Massive drowning, trapped in the sub- submarine. Never had to deal with it. Saw so everything I needed to see. If you want to go to Ireland, go to O'Shea's because it's a bunch of drunk people puking everywhere. I mean, it's great. You get you a true taste of Ireland. Of broth, yeah, that's right. You, you do truly get a taste of Ireland at O'Shea's, though, because it's a bunch of midgets, super angry and drunk. And you're like, well, this is actually exactly like what Ireland would be. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's wet for some reason. The floors are sticky. It's Ireland in uh, one small room. Vegas.
That's all I need. Walk up and down that strip. It's like a trip around the world. You go up to Fremont and you visit the best of the Midwest of America. That's pretty much all that is. It's disgusting Kentucky, Ohio, Indiana, Pennsylvania. <laughs> all the dirt that lives up in that area. The meth problem. They should just call that Lil America. That's it. It's beautiful. I don't need to go in a submarine to go down into that mess. You crazy? Drone it. You can totally do it. I'm not, I'm, not even, I'm not even interested in getting on the boat to drone it. If somebody's going to do that, uh, put it on the internet. Give me a VR helmet. The world is at, you know, it's easy now. Nothing to it. It's creepy to think otherwise. What I do want to get into, though, because I saw this, is uh, fishing. I think I'm going to start fishing. What? Yeah. I didn't know this kind of prize money was getting tossed around. They had some tuna fishing thing. Oh, man. The biggest tuna was $2.7 million for the winner. And because it had a shark bite in it, they kicked it out. These guys pulled in a 600-pound tuna. Like, we're the winners, right? And they're like, no, a shark bit it on the way in. Tainted meat. Can't have that. I don't even know if that's why. They just have rules that if a line cuts it, if it's got a fresh wound or anything like that, it doesn't count. If it's got some healed scars, you can keep it. Or if you've got a bite from a shark from before and it made it through and it's healed over. But if it's a fresh bite, your your tuna doesn't count. These guys reeled in a 619-pound tuna. Jeez. Seven hours it took them. 200 boats. Prize money was $2.6, 2. $2.7 for the biggest one. They had it. They took it away from them. They get nothing because huh. a shark ruined it while they were seven hours in. I'm trying to reel this thing in. 600 pounds. That's Ralphie May on a line trying to drag him through the water, and he, he doesn't want to get on the boat. A shark took a chunk out of it. Not a huge one. And they took the money away from these guys. It's what crazy. was that movie with uh, where he hauled in the giant uh, blue marlin or the black marlin, and it got... They was hauling it in, and it got eaten by sharks on the way in. Well, it's the old man in the sea. That's old man, the, yeah, the, sea, the old man yeah. in the sea. The big part of the Hemingway novel was the. Yep. Yeah, he drug all of the. He had a huge haul, and on his rowboat back into Cuba or wherever he was, the sharks ate all of his food, and he had nothing to show for it. I, I still don't understand why I had to read that in high school. <laughs> Something about God and everything else. I'm like, yeah, the, and the it, underlying message. I didn't care about any of the theme. The book was boring. Some old dude fishing for five months. And Spencer Tracy, did he? Well, I didn't watch the movie. I didn't have any interest. I slept through it when they. That was the cruelest. That cruelest thing they ever did in high school was make us read a book, and then when we were supposed to be done with it, they break the movie out. We watched. I mean, To Kill a Mockingbird. I actually read the book. We just did it this last year. Oh, those pieces of you teachers! I tell you what, that is. I know what you're doing. Tell us not to watch them. I watched To Kill a Mockingbird. I had seen it. Already, and then we were assigned the book, and I thought, "Oh, this is a great movie." I started to read the book, and I'm like, "This is actually a really good book." The still prefer movies over books. I don't care what any book people say; they're just trying to justify wasting your time reading, especially in school. A good book will make a good movie. If it's not a good movie, then the book wasn't that good. They couldn't turn it into a good movie. That's the problem I have. All of it, almost everyone. So I watched the To Kill a Mockingbird, and I'd already seen it. So then I did the the book. I read the book, and the only difference was like four chapters about the neighbor Dill. It, it, too much Dill. They did the right thing in the movie by chopping that. Kill some dead weight there. And uh, so the movie was better than the book. But I read the book, and then at the end, at all this, you don't watch the movie, don't watch the movie, don't watch it. They show us the mother movie, the jerks. Every single book, Old Man in the Sea. 
read that pile of garbage, sit through all its subtext and nonsense. And like Hemingway kind of stunk as a writer, if you ask me. He's overrated. He's the doors of literature. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm like, he's kind of the Jim Morrison of literature. I think people are being told he's great, so they just don't want to say he's not. High school kids don't care. And I'm like, maybe I don't get it. Maybe I do. Kind of a drag. And then I've seen Hemingway movies since. Not so great. And then they showed us that damn movie, Old Man in the Sea. And he's dragging ass on the beach with his boat. And I'm like, this is exactly like the book. Boring as f***. How dare you show us this movie after you told us we couldn't watch it. You had the movie the whole time. All you had to do was show us the movie and then fill us in on what was in the book. You have to develop a love for reading. You know what the fastest way to make someone not love something is? Assign it to them. Force it. Yeah. The fastest way to make me hate reading is make it mandatory. Had to read Othello (laughs) and then go watch it. uh, The Lawrence Olivier Blackface one? No. Oh. Live play. Oh, you got to watch the play. Worse. And trying to teach kids Shakespeare. I wish we were seeing the Lawrence Olivier. Adults don't understand Shakespeare. You're trying to teach a 15-year-old to understand that kind of... So stupid. And they want more money. Ah! Toil away in your $30,000 a year job, teachers, until you figure out that movies are better than books. You know how I know that? It is amazing how long they've stuck with the same books, basically. I know. Catcher in the Rye. Yeah. Yeah. So all the garbage ones. And that just tells me that no new books have come out since TV and movies have developed because we all realize what we prefer. I don't see people wandering around holding books in their hands, but I certainly do see a lot of tablets and screens. Movies win. Movies win. I don't see, uh, you know, Entertainment Tonight giving me the top ten books sold this week, but they sure do hit that box office pretty hard. Most of the time it's a crappy Marvel movie. But, uh, yeah, I don't want to hear about that. Old man in the sea. Go f*** yourself, old man. Yeah, Hemingway is the Jim Morrison of writing. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I just didn't understand it when I was young. And then when I got older, I'm like, maybe it's because I was young. And so I didn't read the book, obviously, but I went and watched one of those stupid Hemingway movies. They're terrible. Like Stephen King's. I know Stephen King isn't a very good writer either because all of his movies, aside from Misery and Shawshank, are terrible. Like all of his movies, like it is okay. Like, that's probably the best one. But his books have to stink because they're barely Is making Carrie good his? Or? Yeah, Carrie's his. Yeah. Carrie's Save okay. him a lot. Save him a lot. Eh, not, not great. Good. Christine. I yeah. like Christine because I'm a car guy. Um, yeah, but I, if you watched it today, it doesn't like, hold this movie yeah. sucks. Yeah, it's not very good. Cujo. Cujo was terrible. And I'm a dog guy. Yeah, Pet Cemetery. <laughs> Pet Cemetery is awful. That was terrible. I haven't seen that. Herman Munster in it. Maximum Overdrive was terrible. His. <laughs> yeah, his, his good movies are Misery. And Shawshank Redemption. Uh, and Green Stand Mono. by Me is him, too. Stand by Me. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's right. Stand by Me is another one. But he's still, I, he's better than Hemingway, if you ask me. But I'm not some literary expert because I think books are a waste of time. You heard me, kids. Your voracious appetite for reading is otherwise known as a huge waste of time with technology. Better still, you can have books read to you by technology. That's the way to do it. But yeah, back to what I want to do. I didn't know they were giving that kind of prize money away for fishing. That seems easy. Well, the, remember we had uh, that story of those guys that were putting lead weights yeah, yeah, in but the, the fish. Yeah, that, but that, that was, was big money. But that was one of those pussy contests yeah, where they're getting a couple tuna? hundred thousand dollars. This this is two and a half million dollars for one fish. Not like a haul of fish. 
One, those dudes that were putting lead weights in the bellies were trying to win, like, a, we caught 30, 30 of them. 30 grand, 150,000. And you have to have, like, 20 fish. And No, this is one for the biggest fish wins. You can accidentally win that contest. All you need is a dude with a boat and the equipment. And it ain't cheap, but, you know, you rent a boat for the weekend and you join this contest. And you're like, I'll just stick my line in the water and see what happens. It's the same bait. The, the deal is trying to reel it in. That's where you run into trouble. You need a couple of strong experts. I think we can pull this off, boys. I think we can. I don't think there's a whole lot to it once you get the tuna on the line. I think it's just a matter of patience, getting it right. Knowing how to battle. Yeah. <laughs> when it pulls, you wait. When it doesn't, you reel. <laughs> I got seven hours to kill on a boat with my shirt off. That seems... Anything that can be done with your shirt off isn't that hard. That's a good battle. Sure. I did a sailfish, and but it think was about, about it. 40... 30 minutes. Oh, look, I had a was, six pound catfish when I was about eight years old that, you know, I thought I was going to tear my arms off. I got it up. No help. My dad wouldn't let my, my, uh, the guy that we were fishing with was Jimmy Richards. Said, Give me that real boy. My dad's like, no, he's going to do this by himself. And my pole was all bent over. This thing was fighting. Brought him on in. Six pounder. It's in the newspaper, for God's sake. Pulled it right out of Lake Poway. But, uh, I think I can do this. And you think about us on a boat, Brady. You, me, let's say Brett in there. Toledo can drive. Uh, well, maybe not. That's a bad idea. He'll spin out. <laughs> we'll end up on the land. Toledo can go, but he's just a, he'll sit in the other room and do some stuff for us. Yeah, you just get a, a captain out there. He sticks us in the middle of the ocean. You're reeling for a while. You're going to get peckish. You're going to want some barbecue. We've got a barbecue going the whole time. You take yeah. a couple-hour break. I'm on, the, I'm on the rod, so to speak. A phrase I often am say, I'm on the rod, boys. Reeling in, I got a little tired, handed it over to Brett. He's on the rod. Next thing you know, we're pulling in a 615-pound tuna accidental, splitting a couple million bucks. Just for a weekend on a boat. People do that for pleasure. That sounds Those pretty good. Those guys do. They have a TV show, that Wicked Tuna. Yeah. I, but they're just fishing for tuna. Like, yeah. they don't get, you get into contests. But they get, um, you know, a couple hundred thousand. Sure, you tunas. get some big tunas. But it is... Uh, it seems easy. I watch dudes doing this in the canal all day long. Just bigger equipment. I've been fishing before. It's not that hard. Are we going to do head out to Tempe Town Lake and do some practice this weekend or what? Yeah. <laughs> I think I might want to do that. Somebody has to bait the worm, though, because gross. All right, I got you. Do tunas eat worms? Do I have to get some earthworms? No. <laughs> chum. Is it earthworm chum? I don't know what they eat. Oh, it's like a jaws fish. Chumming. Yeah. Oh, just do yeah, chunk fish it. Chunks of fish. Yeah. Then you put your worm in. I see. Yeah. That. Okay. <laughs> so as the blood in the water, then worm. They in. won't chum for the tuna, but they eat a smaller fish. Yeah. You just stick a, another fish on the big hook. I, I'm going to have to have somebody else do that. I don't. That's gross. No. So one of you boys can do that. I got gotcha. you. And I'm not gutting it or anything. It's like you just put it on the string and you stand next to it. Six when I hear the guys that have caught tuna before, like on a boat, you know, nothing that big. No. But the, uh, they cut it right there, and they say well, the sashimi. Yeah. Your, Anthony uh, just yeah. did that for Eric's family. Was that barbecue. tuna or was that another fish they had? I don't know what he had. But They're all the same. They said it was unbelievable. <laughs> no, no, no. no. It's a, oh, I thought you were talking about Anthony. Oh, no, 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 no. No, fish is a fish. <laughs> yeah, kind of the same on that one. You chop it up. I'm not doing that. But I'll definitely catch it. And then you guys can do whatever you want with it afterwards. Now, Brady, you'd have to stay away from it for a little while because we got to weigh it, and we can't just throw it right on the grill. It's a little light in the weigh-in. 
Yeah. It's got That's a shark bite. Yeah, Brady's been eating tuna. We've got to disqualify you. God damn it, Brady. Come on. We had big chunk of sushi right there. You can't let that go to waste. But, yeah, that seems pretty easy, and I didn't know they were giving that kind of money away. I had a friend, uh, what Tony Romas, my buddy Ronson, lived next door to Gary Yamamoto. Is that his name? Gary? I think so. I, know, I remember seeing that building with his uh, Yeah, he lived right there in Chandler. Lived next to my buddy Ronson, like right yeah, down the pretty street. Pretty sure that's it. The dude had like a new bass boat every week. And he's going all over the nation in these bass fishing tournaments. The next thing you know, he's moving out of Chandler because he's made like $8 million catching fish. And he's like, it's not that easy. And I'm like, I think it is. I think it's just time in the water. Just give me a banjo minnow. And- <laughs> I'm pretty sure I can do this. Like, I'm an amateur. I've been out. I've caught a bunch of fish before. I think on a lucky day, I can beat you. I think that was his last name. It might be. It was something Asian. And he had a nice boat, and then another one come by, and he started getting Ronson involved in it. And I'm like, Ronson is 16. That's a good, that's a good fishing name, too. Ronson? Ronson's yeah. a great fish. No, you should have heard him talk. He was barely human. <laughs> I'm going to get a fish. Like, okay, you're perfect for this job. But this Gary guy was telling everybody how hard it was, and then he takes a 16-year-old out, and the guy's just as good as he is within a couple of days. I think being a qualified fisherman basically is just getting out there. Give me three or four days, and I think I can do this. You you place well in a couple of tournaments. You get your sponsors. Right. Wear that blinged-out shirt. Next thing you know, you're just uh, some guy in a camouflage hat with the word Ranger written all over your body, and you're getting free things. I think that's my future. I think I might have a have to discuss some stuff with this radio station about contract extensions and maybe have them throw in a boat and start planning for my next adventure. <laughs> it was we we did have a a time they thought, ah, let's put a curling team together. Yeah. I like this fishing idea. We still have this curling guy, but there's no money in curling. If if I saw that curling had like a two point five million dollar price like I watched the cornholing, I know I could be pretty good at that in an hour or two. But they're giving, they're, you know, welcome to the Johnsville Brats $30,000 challenge. And I'm like, somebody's going to win thirty grand. No. They split it. Yeah, <laughs> I got to fly out to Keyhaw, Kentucky <laughs> yeah, for it. That's, that, exactly. That's the uh, purse, the thirty grand that Johnsonville Brats puts up for all the contestants. So the top five qualifiers split the thirty grand, and you're a team of two to begin with. You're walking out with 3000 bucks. So even if you make it to the Olympics for curling, you don't make any money, though, right? No. no. Nothing. Maybe some curling sponsorships. But well, you got to be a pretty good curler to get a living out of it. This guy says, as an avid Stephen King reader, you got it all wrong. I agree the movies are mostly terrible, but they're always completely different than the books. The movies have a way of twisting and turning the books into something so condensed and unrecognizable it can hardly be called Stephen King's story anymore. Right? Then the book must not be very good that the movie companies are like, we I, can't go by what the book says. I've tried to read a Stephen King book, and it's long-winded. Too long. yeah. Man. A lot of words. A lot of words. Cut to the chase, King. <laughs> That's why his two best movies are short stories. Shawshank Redemption and uh, and uh, Stand By Me. Two short stories. Shorter stories by his time. Like, it is the size of a Bible. And about as interesting. Yeah, readings for suckers. They got movies now. I don't know if you guys noticed, but since like 1940, you haven't had to read at all. They just picked up all those books and they're like, let's give it to the dummies in two hours rather than the week it's going to take them to read this. Dumb. And now with the History Channel and documentaries, 
Oh, and yeah, there's that. And you know how I knew I was right about this book movie thing? All you idiots who read Lord of the Rings before it came out were all kind of secretly upset that the movies were good. <laughs> You're kind of all mad. Like, well, it's not. Uh, like, yeah, we didn't need your stupid book. You wasted it all. They did a pretty decent job in this seven-hour thing. There's some slight debate at the Game of Thrones. But again, those people wasted all their time yeah. reading that. Game of Thrones was perfectly acceptable. I can't imagine following that, reading that. Right. What was the problem with Game of Thrones? They didn't have an ending. They had to write on the fly, and they came up with a terrible one. It wasn't, you know, they didn't have the original author. <laughs> at a deadline. Yeah, they're like, we got to get this out. Kicking out a newspaper. The guy still the hasn't finished those books, because he even knows, well, man, we got all we needed out of the Game of Thrones. He doesn't care. Books are a waste of time. Self-help books, that's the only way. They're not going to make a movie out of those. Those are pretty good. And, you know, like do-it-yourself or stuff. But Uh-oh. Stop with reading. Uh-oh. What's yelling at me? Uh, oh, yeah. We got, uh, oh, that's right. Wolfgang Van Halen's going to join us this morning. He's on. Is he coming? He was calling. Yeah, I was kind of stalling. I was going to announce that right as the phone rang, but there, I didn't know for sure if it was going to happen. Toledo comes marching in. Wolfie's coming. Uh, Wolfie's, Wolfie's coming, which is pretty neat. Uh, I'm going to take a break. Get it. Oh, is he calling right now? Okay, I was going to pop into this and then come back. Oh, there he is right there. Wolfgang Van Halen is on the line. How about that? Wolfgang Van Halen. Calling us. Can I call him Wolfie? That's the big thing. What's he promoting? Oh, geez. Toledo can't answer. There, our phones are working. He's out with Metallica. Oh, that's it? Well, I'm sure he's got something else. That's got to be it. Yeah. Yeah, This is pretty cool. Uh, Wolfgang Van Halen's joining us uh, as soon as Toledo gets on the phone with us. Wolfie. I wonder if he grew up next to Shatner. Because I know his uh, neighbor Valerie, Valerie Bertinelli there. lived right next door to him. Maybe get some Shatner stories out of Wolfie, too. That'd be pretty good. I don't know what's going on now. we got to stretch. We're trying to stretch until has got his finger on the button. On the thing. Yeah. But, uh, uh-oh. <laughs> this is fun it's to our watch. wonderful phones <laughs> yeah, here. Right. The- our system just flat stinks. Yeah. Oh, there you are. There it there is. Okay, is. we're getting there. All right, we're working on it. If, look at this. This is pretty cool. We haven't. Done, we don't do a lot of phoners. Are you there, sir? Hello, hello, hello. How how are you? Yeah, we can hear. You can hear us. Yes, I can. Look at this. It's Wolfgang Van Halen. Everybody, this is an honor, uh, my friend. Uh, it's How's good it to have on? you on the show. Yeah. First and foremost, congratulations on all the success. Because it's uh, ridiculous so uh, what's going on with you. And uh, and also, I am going to put this on your shoulders, and I hope you don't mind it. Uh, you have to save rock and roll. That's all on you. <laughs> it's not a tall order. That's a lot. It's a lot. But That's I, a lot. I think the name and I think your talent and ability uh, can pull it off. i got to tell you this. Uh, I've always thought, you know, you had uh, obviously the weight of the world on your shoulders, uh, having the greatest guitarist as a dad. Uh, Uncle Drummer, the greatest drummer of all time. I mean, the band of Van Halen is legendary, so you've got that name attached to you. When I saw you at the Foo Fighters tribute to Taylor Hawkins, I, I you blew me away how great you played that guitar. I'm not kidding. I, and I don't say that, you know, uh, just because you're on the phone. We said it the next day. Yeah, we did. Absolutely. You you literally owned that stage more than any of the established you know not to say that you're not but you know what i mean like the europe and paul mccartney paul <laughs> mccartney was much. on that stage uh, dave Grohl was on that stage think of the names that were on there <laughs> i walked away saying wolfgang van halen stole the show wow that's very kind thank yeah. you so much but you've earned that i mean i didn't i didn't realize how good you were at guitar 
<laughs> like, is that something? Uh, yeah, I, 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 I practice on everything a little bit. Yeah. What What else do you play that would shock us? Uh, I mean, nothing really. I mean, I, if you're unfamiliar with with my band, uh, everything that you hear on the recording is is, is written and performed by me. So I didn't know that. Mammoth song. That's 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 all me. You're all you're all mammoth. He's one giant mammoth. Yeah, that's what yeah, you're I'm doing. Yeah, everything. You're much. all the mammoth. I didn't know that at all. I thought I knew you were bass. I knew you played guitar. I didn't know how well. I didn't know you did everything. Yeah, no, I started on drums uh, when I was nine. No kidding. Did uh, was the pressure to be a musician there, or was it like immediate? Like you just picked it up and had it? No, nah, it just kind of happened. Uh, before I realized it, it was like, oh, I guess this is what I do now. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. Now, I also know that because I, I got to be uh, one day friends with William Shatner, that, and I don't know if you ever lived next door to him, but I know, uh, I believe your mother did. Did you have any, uh, yeah. uh, did you hang out with William Shatner as a kid? Not too much. I know my mom liked to like, uh, would watch a couple Super Bowls at his place because they're so close. But. Yeah. Other than that, you no, never I, pranked I never really, uh, him. Talked to him too much. You never toilet papered William Shatner's house or anything like that. I did not. I would not want to do that because he had a bunch of Dobermans in his yard every oh, time nice. I walked by. So that wouldn't be the thing to do. Very smart. What? What? Because uh, I can't imagine what it's like to be you growing up. Like it's different than what I went through. Uh, what? What? Like I guess it's hard to ask this, but like, what made you a normal kid? I don't know. I I can't I can't really compare. Uh, to, to, I don't know. It's, it's a funny question that, yeah. that people like to ask me. A lot. They're like, when, when did you realize your dad was like, <laughs> right. it's right. like, he was my dad. Like he was, there wasn't, it's not like, I don't know. <laughs> okay, know? How about this? Let me phrase it this way. To compare it to. When did you realize you weren't normal? Um, you know what? I, I really don't know. I, I feel normal. <laughs> well, I mean, you're normal. As a human being, you're normal. But when do you look around and go, there is, my life is different. My, like, I have, like, like when, something's different. Bring than, your daddy in. Maybe, you know, being able, go, going to go see, you know, dad play shows and see him on stage in front of a, a, a bunch of people. Maybe that was like, okay, yeah, that's not normal. Yeah, yeah. You know? and, and like friends and stuff that's, growing yeah. up and things like that. Like you had to sit and go, look, you know, it's a little different for me. Well, I mean, my friends never really cared. That's crazy. <laughs> I think you know, uh, you know, I I went to a private school. Yeah. Uh, in 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 L.A., so it's like I, you know, I feel like maybe if 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 my dad was in like Talking Heads, maybe I would have been cooler. <laughs> you know, like if, if, if any if anything being tied to Van Halen made made me less cool because it wasn't you know, all hip and it was just very wow. rocking in your face. What's up? You know, right. I'm I'm into that. and That's cool, but whatever. Yeah. Uh... But, uh, yeah, no, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, it's a weird question, and I understand it's a weird question, and I. But it is one of those things that, like me growing up with what I considered normal, I think falls in the lap mm -hmm. of the majority of people of like a normal upbringing without fame surrounding me. Even though I wasn't famous, you were born famous because you are on both sides. Whether yeah, you're, I just what, yeah. Had a weird name, and that was a good story to run when I was the month I was born. I think oh, Wolfgang. Oh, yeah, weird name. Yeah. yeah. Huh? Yeah, that I, was I, a story for a little bit, I guess. I remember that too. Yeah, when they named you Wolfgang, I'm like, uh oh, Valerie and Eddie have lost it. But yeah, Wolfgang now it's like the coolest name in the world. Like you got to love being Wolf. Yeah. 
Who, who called? Do you get yeah, called no, Wolfie or is it Wolfgang? Do you have? Are you like a stickler for? Winter? Yeah, Wolfie. Growing up, I think that was that was like what sealed the deal because Mom saw Amadeus and the way that girl calls him Wolfie in the beginning was like, "Ooh, I love that." Yeah, that's pretty so, cool. Yeah. I think that's why that happened. And uh, and now you're out in the you're out in the road with Metallica, which is just flat out unbelievable. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> did you ever did you ever think that this was coming your way? Was this like part of it? Like, I'm gonna I'm gonna climb up to the top of this thing, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be huge too. Like, or is it is it something that just was a passion oh, no, project? Not, going not crazy? at all. Well, I'm I'm not I'm not in any capacity at all. But that that's very kind to say. But I, I'm this is I'm a I'm a baby band, but I'm you know I'm 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 doing my thing, and it, it's it's very fun to be able to build a thing from scratch. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, and, and to do my own thing, you know, that's, that's, uh, I guess that's what it was always leading to uh, at a certain point. So it's very, it's very fun to be doing it. We had Colin Hanks on the show a while ago, while, a long while ago. And I asked him about his dad and he got mad. Uh, do you find yourself doing that every (laughs) once in a while too? I mean, it just comes with the territory, you know? Um, so I, I just, uh, if people find merit in what I do on my own, that's that's very very cool. But I can understand uh, why they would want to ask. <laughs> yeah, well, I actually, I, I honestly, after watching you with the Foo Fighters thing, I think for me, at the very least, and I think a lot of people who saw that, uh, you you put yourself off on your own island on that one because that uh, that truly was a spectacular oh. moment. I, and, and how did that feel like being part of uh, the Hawkins tribute? Uh, how did that come about? How do they ask you to do that? Uh, Dave, uh, called me, uh, well, he texted me first and I didn't believe it. I thought it was like a joke. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, cause you know, I don't know. I've been, been a fan of Dave Grohl and Foo Fighters my whole life. And, I mean, uh, one of the biggest inspirations for Mammoth and, and why I record everything in the studio. Cause he did it for the first uh, yeah. Foo Fighters album and stuff like that. So, um, I had been on Chris Shiflett's podcast, uh, our guitar player in Foo Fighters and, uh, I had to text him and be like, Hey, is this number, is this really Dave? Like, or am I being punked or something? And he was like, no, this is very real. Uh, like let's, let's talk about, about it, whatever. And so I talked to him and, uh, yeah, we ended up working it out and uh, that's what happened. How fast did you say yes to that? Or was there trepidation? Oh, no, it was, it was, there was absolutely trepidation, but this was, you know, um, for the right reason. You know, I wouldn't normally do this, and I don't know if I'll do it again. But for Taylor and for Pop, it just it made sense. It yeah. made the most sense. It was so um, good. God, and, it was so uh, good. In the moment, it was the right thing to do. So yeah. that's that's why I did it. Just talking to you makes me want to YouTube it. <laughs> it does. I'm just up and listen to it. Play by play. It's very mac- it very well could have gone wrong, and if it did, that would have ruined my life. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so and that, went well. which is the tightrope <laughs> act that I was so blown away at. I'm like, and you absolutely crushed it, and that's the, and, it, and it sold. You know, it sold me on Mammoth. It made me look into Mammoth more, and already knew about him, already liked him, and it really did. And it was, and it's truly a a thing. Now, uh, what do you have? You are part of. I've been doing this for 22 years here at a rock radio station, and I've been backstage at a lot of shows. Uh, rock and roll has changed in the 22 years I've done this show to be uh, the biggest drag in the world backstage. You, it, like the stories your dad told are not anything near what you're going <laughs> through backstage. Backstage is lawyers and people pushing you out of the way so people can move gigantic boxes of equipment around. Uh, it used to be uh, you'd have the pick of the litter with ladies. Uh, you, you, do you even do that from the stage anymore where you look out into the crowd and have a guy and you just you know have a signal to be like that one and that one? 
No, that's very that's very gross and weird. Also, <laughs> I, I, have a, I have a fiance, so I'm very. Oh happy. well, sure. So you can't talk about it for real, but uh, no, I, I yeah, because it used to be because I watched Dave Draymond do it once, where he just picked people out and they went into a bus with him, and I'm like, this is impressive. But uh, yeah, I kind of miss that part yeah, of rock. Yeah, I'm not into that. That's women are 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 people. They're not objects. Oh, sure. Uh, I'm not I saying that, so. but they're still hot ones, and we still admire <laughs> them. And if you had the power to just uh, wave a magic wand over one that you really liked, you'd still use it, right? No, that's weird. That's very weird. <laughs> well, agree to not, disagree. I guess, like you said, I, I, I'm not normal. Yeah, I'm not normal. that's where that's where you've been raised wrong, my friend. Is that this is such a beautiful? Uh, yeah, I would take advantage of it. I yeah, guess it is wrong. weird. It is a little weird to talk about it that way. But sure, sure. Uh, so uh, you're gonna you got to leave us in just a couple seconds. Uh, tell us anything you need to tell us right now. Uh, what's going on in your world? No, just just thank you so much for having me. Um, uh, the new Mammoth album comes out August fourth. Uh, we'll be touring with Metallica and our buddies in Alterbridge on their tour. Uh, so you can come see us. You can check out mammothwh.com for every little bit uh, you, know, you need to hear. If you want to pre-order the album, you want to watch the videos, or you can sign up for our mailing list and not miss anything. And also do yourself a favor and YouTube uh, Wolfgang Van Halen at the uh, Taylor Hawkins tribute because it will knock your socks yeah, off. Yeah, go check it out. Yeah, before you go, i got to ask you, what are you listening to? What am I listening to right now? Yeah. You know, it's funny. I'm actually... I've been listening to the new album because uh, me and the guys are learning it now because uh, the album comes out August fourth, so we're yeah. <laughs> we're we're learning all the stuff. <laughs> You're relearning your own stuff, which is great. If do you have a do you have a yeah, band exactly. do you have a, a band outside of Mammoth right now that you're just knocked out by? Uh, uh Intervals uh, has a wonderful guitar player named Aaron Marshall. I'm a big fan of his, and their most recent album, Circadian, is a, a really great example of of wonderful modern guitar playing. intervals all right awesome uh wolfgang we appreciate your time this morning and uh best of luck and continued success you deserve it and uh just keep killing it man you got to save save the world of rock thank you brother we'll talk to you soon (laughs) i'm trying all right thank you see my man there you go everybody look at that it's wolfgang van halen who just joined us on the phone that was pretty cool he's he seems pretty cool too yeah down to earth and it isn't creepy to point out chicks in the front row that you want to nail dirty old man Duh. Look, that was better. Women aren't objects. I'm not saying that and stuff. Jeez, you kind of turned that on me. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> you spun me there, Wolfie. Make me seem like some sort of rapist. But please, any guy with a magic wand is going to point it at some hot chick and take care of it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it, too. Let's listen to a little mammoth while Give it's Give me my there. wand. This is the new one. Sunburst morning sickness. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Wolfgang Van Halen, Mammoth, WVH. I didn't know he did everything. I learned that just now. And I also uh, want to get him back on the phone and say what Brady said. I was like, well, your dad was creepy. He, he did exactly what I'm talking about. Creepy, that's the whole point of getting into music. <laughs> I forget the art part of it. Yeah, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. The last thing I see in there's, you know, I liked him. He seemed like a really nice person. But yeah. there's the problem with rock and roll right now. Uh, too much respect for the ladies. <laughs> back when rock and roll was something. Bring Look Sebastian at, Bach but, back. Okay, but my point being, he's not wrong. No. In, an, in a day-to-day setting, of course ladies are not objects. But at a rock concert, the ladies in the front row want to be objectified. The guys on the stage uh, want to, to like have the hottest uh, girl in the, in the crowd. And so it's, a, it's an agreement. It's an unspoken agreement between uh, the whores and the bands, right? I've been there. I watched Skid Row point a girl out 
at Compton Terrace, and then some dude just lifted her up and brought her back there, and she was thrilled like she'd won a contest. Oh, she did. And she did. She won the Sebastian Box Still Looks Good contest. Wolfie, how many sweet, sweet 16-year-old girls have you looked up with? No, I didn't say anything about that, but his, <laughs> his, his, his dad's friends certainly did. So rock and roll kind of has that, uh, it's a little bit flat and stale right now, and I blame the attitude because rap still tries to bang the hoes. Yeah. Uh, even the hoes in rap bang each other. This guy, Will, says... I love Wolfie, but this guy's a pansy ass. <laughs> no, no, no. He's not, let's not blame Wolfie. He's just from another generation where rock music is now overly right. respectful. There, there's some swagger with it. There's some... Yes. Because, yeah. like, I watch Cardi B, and I kind of am hoping in the front row that she points at me. I'm not even that attracted to her, but if she started... Like, I feel like an energy and a vibe that's sexual and powerful and... You gotta get that whap. Yeah, get me some of that whap. <laughs> I'm wondering if that was... AI Wolfie. It could have been AI Wolfie. I liked him. I thought he was very. You know what I liked about him? He seemed, he seemed humble to the idea that yeah, I know Eddie's my dad. What am he I going to do? Pretty grounded. Him? I always yeah. go back to that Colin Hanks interview when I said, "What was it like growing up with the world's nicest?" Oh, you going to talk about my dad the whole time? And I'm like, frankly, dude. Uh, that's the only reason anybody knows who you are. This was before he had any success, and he was—I yeah. think he was plugging the OC movie. And I'm like, "You're Colin Hanks, last name Hanks. You better embrace it." Remember, we kind of went back. Come up. Yeah, we kind of went back and forth about it, and he was getting grouchy. And then I found out later he and his dad don't really get along that great, or didn't at the time. Well, if you didn't, if if you wanted to make it on your own, change your last name. Change your name. You know. Yeah. Like you Chet, know why you kept it like the same. The yeah. rap Chet's brother real. Chet. That's real. That's the real McCoy. Emilio Estevez changed his name. He doesn't have the sheen no, name. Or he no, he stayed with the, the other way. way. Estevez is the official. Oh, that's the original yeah. one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You wouldn't change your name from Sheen to Estevez. No, that's true. Lose all your jobs. <laughs> but Charlie went that route. Yeah, Charlie. Charlie yeah. stuck with Martin's uh, stage name. Yeah, no, he was pretty cool. But I disagree with that completely. It's creepy and weird. I was his his fiance must have been sitting next to him. Yeah, she's sitting there just, just arms, arms crossed, crossed and like, oh really? So being on stage is all about banging broads. I'm like, yeah, you're married to a rock musician. That's what it used to mean. Now they're all you know respectful. I wonder how um, sheltered he was or how protected he was from that stuff. Like the curiosity of uh, how much friction did he see between Dave or was he too young? You know, like when the stuff was going on with his dad and David Lee, the whole fallout with the episodes. Did yeah. he know about that? Well, he you wasn't know. alive for that. Well, let's see I know, but I wonder. How, but they still had the ongoing. It would just. We well, flare about all these reunions. He was born in 91. And, yeah, the dude showed up again. Yeah, after right now. So they had yeah. just had their last humongous hit when yeah. Wolfie was born. And then they brought David Lee back recently, and he played with him. He was on stage with That's them. That's right. Because uh, Michael Anthony had left, so, so Wolfie was the So I wonder for him, how, how did that go? And did- Probably just stay away from these people. They're, they're disrespectful. <laughs> this guy said, Jesus Christ, his fiance better have been standing in that room right next to him. I feel like a pussy after listening to that. I've heard a gaggle of women talk about men like they were pieces of meat. Let's not pretend this doesn't happen from both sides. Yeah, our own sales manager, Susan, treats men like meat like crazy. Because you know why? It's our turn. Poor officers of Phoenix. Yeah. God forbid you're one of our boys in blue and pull over Susan. Next thing you know. Hey, what's going on, sweet dick? You pull me over because you want a piece of this pie? (laughs) What's going on, Susan? Yeah, she treats men with great disdain sexually. That's, you know, they don't want equality. They Imagine want... if Rico Blaze pulled her over oh, one day. Oh, did man. I, I didn't tell you this story before. We're, we're late, but I'll tell you this. So Saturday night, I'm sitting in my house, 
and I hear something weird going on. My friend Mark's over, and he brought his dog to play with because his dog is my dog's sister. They're brother and sister, so they play like crazy. So I got a text from my cop buddy. He says, you home? And I said, yeah, am I in trouble? And he goes, no, no, I was just checking. I'm like, is something going on? He goes, no, we're good. Like 45 minutes later, I hear noises out in the cul-de-sac. Now I'm in the backyard watching the dogs. And I'm like, what in the world is that? Somebody having a party or something? And, uh, and I'm like, I know this song. What is going on? <laughs> so I go outside. There's a cop car with on the speakers of the cop car coming out of the top is this. Oh! And I'm like, this is a waste of local resources. They're playing, and he texted you asked, for the song. He, he told three me, of these, "What is that song?" And I'm yeah. like, "This one." I said, yeah. He like, goes, "Send awesome. it to me." So he's sitting in my cul-de-sac with nothing to do for 20 minutes, playing Rico <laughs> Blaze's song, trying to draw me out of the house. I walk out and I'm dying. That the sounds through his phone on his intercom. He's playing Rico Blaze stuff, and then I just hear Rico Blaze hit a bust up this party. <laughs> Police love Rico Blaze too much. And I'm not supposed to. He said, please don't say it was me. And I'm like, okay, Ben, I won't. <laughs> Hilarious. Man. Nothing weirder than a cop car blasting that song, knowing the true story. Uh, it's 742. Wolfgang Van Halen. That was, I enjoyed that. I don't know. Uh, I was, for some reason, I really like kind of the, <laughs> the chat with Wolfgang, even though it was short, the lineage back to Eddie and that whole. But I did not like that he's not abusing his power from the stage. It's a powerful place to live. And plus, I'm and when he said plus, I'm engaged. I had to pull back. Like, oh, shoot. Rock music needs that. Gonna bang you thing. I was at the Usher show in Vegas, and he's still doing it. And he's he's known to have herpes. Chicks still climb on the stage. Deep down, it's still a huge win for a girl in the front row to have the guy do the "Come up here, baby." That's objectified or not. I don't think any woman's going, you got to treat me with respect. I don't think anybody's ever shouted that from a concert. <laughs> Damn it, Wolfgang. When Courtney Cox got the wave by the boss oh my God. back in the air. In a pop song. <laughs> like she was so thrilled that Bruce, and you know what happened at the end of that? Bruce Springsteen, <laughs> Courtney Cox. That's the story. <laughs> got pulled out of anonymity and became the boss's girlfriend for just a few seconds dancing in the dark. And then he's like, let's go backstage. You can blow me now. And you know, for the honor of him pulling you up on stage, you owed him one BJ. Creepy and weird. She's like, okay, Clarence, next. <laughs> what? Line them up, boys. You're going to get the whole BJ E-Straight band. <laughs> one, two, three, four blowjobs for the gang. Anyway, now that's how I want rock to be, no matter what Wolfgang Van Halen says. Well, that song is pretty great. Uh, and that was brought to you by Action Ride yeah, That'll be our wake-up song. Arizona's most powerful, powerful rock radio station. You thought that was funny. You were laughing like a hyena when he said it. What the hell is wrong with you? Uh, it's a Ven Sevenfold who I am falling deep in love with right now. That is a uh, solid band, top to bottom. Always liked them. This new album has me loving them. And it's making me go back and appreciate their old stuff, too. That's Afterlife. That's from 2007. That new record is an outrageously good, top to bottom. It's an old-style album where you listen to songs 1 through 11 in a row. You don't have to shuffle. You don't pick your favorites. And, man, it a, tells a story. It's pretty fantastic. And it takes some... Take some, uh, you know, 
liberties with the way the music that you expect. It's got some definite Chili Peppers vibes to it. That's pretty cool. Good uh, Chili Peppers or? Good Chili Peppers. Okay. Yeah, like if it was a Chili Pepper song, it would be a smash hit right oh, away. Okay. It's pretty cool. It's a great album. Uh, it is uh, 8 o'clock on the dot here, and we got ourselves a Brady Report coming up. It's brought to you by our friends over at Beautiful Hooters. And on Tuesday, Hooters basically wants to tell you to go eat at Hooters. That's it. It's getting hot. And you can head to Hooters for cool summer specials. they got half dozen oysters on the half shell for ten ninety nine. It's less than a buck an oyster. No, half dozen. I'm sorry. I read it as a dozen. A little, little more than a buck an oyster. Uh, but you can do it. Uh, and get it over there at Hooters. They do summer right. They'll keep you cool with some beers and some delicious treats and some beautiful ladies and some fun people. That's all you got to worry about. Hooters, thank you for this Brady Report. Brady Report. Good Tuesday morning to you, Phoenix. Hello, world. Hi. Happy National Vanilla Milkshake Day. (laughs) It's the one, man. Nothing. It is only his computer. (laughs) There's a guy sitting in a room sending these to just Brady. Wow. It is. Are you going to honor that today? Might have to. Probably. I, I, um, Where's your go-to? What I want to get before that, just to try it, is a McDonald's Grimace Shake. I think it's still available. You haven't done that yet? I haven't done that yet. <sighs> what is it? Just it's purple? Purple shake. Oh, just yeah. vanilla with it's, dyed? They call it Grimace color. Right, purple. <laughs> we call it's it purple here yeah. in the United yeah. States. Yeah. I don't know what Grimace color is. <laughs> Pretty much what is Grimace's color? It's purple. We can call There's it There's a Grimace meal, evidently. I, I just want to try the shake, you know. But. What is drawing you towards the shake? I don't think it's a flavor. This it's just Grimace. food coloring, it's, right? This is Grimace, you know. No, he's just a big fan. Want to support his endeavors? <laughs> You're a big believer in Grimace getting his due. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing I'll probably on miss out on that. You're, it, it might be a limited time. I don't know. It's Grimace's birthday. Here's the pricey, pricey uh, Grimace birthday meal. And you get a Big Mac, fries, and a purple shake. <laughs> it's exactly what you need, Brady. <laughs> mm. Yeah. It's been hours since your last meal. You should probably try that. You've held off long enough. I'm the due. shake. I'm due. Is it like a blueberry or? Uh, it's, to... it's mixed berries, they uh, say, the flavor. A couple of things that happened on this day in history. 76 years ago in 1947 on this day. Mobster Bugsy Siegel was shot to death. He blew him up in his house. Ugh. They were angry. The mob was angry because he spent a lot of money on the Flamingo Resort in Las yeah. Vegas. It was in Beverly Hills, right? Yeah. It was. Yeah. The house is for sale right now. Yeah. I, I, I just saw that. It was, uh, they were, uh, it's been revamped since. They've, uh, they've yeah. puttied up a couple of the areas, but... That's actually a good movie I didn't get when it came out. I saw Bugsy in the theater when I was younger, and I didn't really have any ties to the mob movies quite yet. I liked The Godfather, but I didn't know why. So I wasn't smart enough yet. Bugsy came out, and I'm like, I don't get it. It's okay. Why is everybody going crazy? You watch it now? It's like, oh, this is awesome. I know the answer to this already, but yeah. Brett... Are you just on like some sort of hotline feed for anything mob related news? Well, hey, there's not. Not. this house is on sale. <laughs> right, yeah, it's got <laughs> Zillow's mob houses. <laughs> yeah. The same way really uh, yeah, Brady well, Grimace, yeah. Yeah. Grimace <laughs> news. <laughs> What's Grimace up to today? Gr- Brady, if you go to Grimace's Instagram, there's one follower. <laughs> Forty eight years ago. I told you this. Yeah. 1975. Let them guess. What do you think happened 48 years ago in 1975 on this day? End of Vietnam War? That's close. 
Vietnam, I think, ended in August. I think. I may be wrong. Isn't that where we we finally officially, yeah. like, 72, Ho Chi Minh, was, we 72 was the top of the hotel, right? Where we pulling people out of 74. Was it 74? So I knew it was right around there. So it's It was like another year. Years ago. Yeah. yeah. Don't Google Oh, it. no, I'm not. No, I was. Oh, you liar. No, I'm not. <laughs> Any thoughts? Anything. So it was 1975. It was uh, June 20th, 1975. Is it music related? Hit him, Brady. Hit him. Summer it Blockbuster. Is. Summer Blockbuster. In the movies. 48 years ago. 75. Back Benji? when Van Halen wasn't uh, respecting ladies. Benji? No. Benji's no. not correct. And I don't think we'd be celebrating. I don't Godfather think there was a Blockbuster. One. Godfather no. 2 was 72. Yeah. Two. Godfather 1 was 72. You're right. Godfather 1 was 72. Was, or 74 was Wasn't Godfather Star Wars. Nope. No, that's not 76. Exorcist? No. That was... Uh, Rosemary's Baby? No, Rosemary's Baby's like 71. or Yeah, maybe earlier than that. Tell them, Brady. Jaws. Oh, man. Jaws is 48 today. At least in our... I mean, it's made before that, so it's technically 49, but its release date was 48 years ago. And 30 years ago on this day was the shot heard around Arizona. 1993? John Paxson. Oh, is that... Oh, ouch. It's a beautiful sight. (laughs) Ouch. Bulls fans loved it. That was it. That was when the Suns lost that one. They celebrated the hell out of that year this year, the, the year that the Bulls won the championship, and the Suns celebrated their 30 years of getting beaten by the Bulls. Still don't get that. I still don't get how that got through the marketing department of the Suns. Let's celebrate that year we didn't win anything. Yeah, but we almost did. Right. The almost year. We love those years. We don't celebrate the 76 team, though. We don't have the, you know, they went to the finals, too. Couple of baseless fun facts. Mindy Cohn from The Facts of Life. Natalie. Is godmother to two of Brad Pitt and Angelina, Angelina Jolie's kids. The real the ones are the Knox and Vivian. What a wild disappointment that would be <laughs> if you had to move in with Natalie from The Facts of Life out of Angelina Jolie's house. Well, you're going to your Aunt Mindy's. Oh, man. They turn 15 next month. Three more years. Yeah, they're three. hoping. They got yeah. their fingers crossed. Come on. Oh, Mom, Hold and on. Mom and dad just don't have to kill each other for three more years. So we don't have to live with Mindy. <laughs> Only two of the nine Jersey Shore cast members were actually from New Jersey. Sammy and that girl, Dina, who got added in the later seasons. Where were the other ones Like from? Connecticut. The rest of the cast New York, were from oh, New okay. York, except Pauly D. He was born in Rhode Island. Huh. So you can be an annoying... Jersey person just for showing up in Jersey. Like, because they blended right in. They looked Jersey and acted Jersey within minutes of being there. That's pretty impressive. I didn't know Rhode Island had, you know. Douches? Yeah. The worst, the worst <laughs> style of douchebag you can imagine. The term pipe dream comes from the fantasies people would have when they smoked opium. Ah. It's a heroin saying. Interesting. According to the Clearwater Police Department, this 43-year-old Lindsay Roadwald was stopped while riding her bicycle, which didn't have lights on. It was late at night. They pulled her over, said, let's take a look at what you have in the backpack. They found meth and a baby raccoon. (laughs) Of course you did. Well, what else would you expect? (laughs) Yeah. You said Clearwater, right? That's Florida. Yeah. Of course you found that. Uh, Kyle says, I was listening to Brady talk about the Grimace shake, and I couldn't help but hear something. 
and his breathing and his voice that sounded really familiar. Like something weird is happening, and I know that sound. And then I realized as it got closer and closer, uh, it's a man about to climax. I recognize the sound from porn. <laughs> if he'd had a tiny taste of that delicious shake, he may very well have finished right on you, John. We have a report on what the shake tastes like over uh, here. So. Uh-oh. Might talk Brady into it. The Grimace shake is vanilla and berry. When you eat with something salty, you get more of a berry flavor rather than without salt. So it tastes more like vanilla. It pairs well, evidently, with salty <laughs> nice. foods for all you Good lard asses out there that can't get enough of shake talk. As a grown man, is it hard to go up and go, I have one of them Grimace shakes? Oh, no, sir. <laughs> and then you pull up, and if, and if your car doesn't say gompers on the side of it, <laughs> you're just a weirdo. I'll walk in like, let me guess, Grimace yeah. shake. Here you go, Mr. Bogan. It's your complimentary Grimace shake. Keep them coming. Didn't they do away with all the McDonald's characters for a long time? Are they, they bringing did. them back now? They, you know, the Grimace was uh, I don't know. taken away because of the, Especially the, hamburger the because body like style, that. too, the fat shaming. You think? They yeah, they got rid of McDonald's. What? <laughs> Wait a minute. No, they weren't fat shaming Grimace. Fat people related they, so heavily to the blob known no, as Grimace. They, they, they were selling <laughs> overweight. No, they, they weren't. The Grimace isn't even a person. He's just a blob. He's just he's that. A he's a blob that came out of somebody. Yeah. And you never identified too like, many. What is Grimace? But wait, too many fat <laughs> people were like, "That's too close for comfort. We got to get rid of this." They, they worried about shit, encouraging man. kids to gain weight, to become giant. Yeah, Grimace. Fat per- McDonald's was worried about that, and they were worried about kids wearing masks like the Hamburglar. You are making all of this Jesus up about Christ. McDonald's. Maybe that part having it. one second of care about <laughs> your health. McDonald's has never once gone, you know, do all beef patties, special sauce. (laughs) What comes with the sliced apples? A bucket of caramel. No, no. Even better, (laughs) now you get two choices. So it's because kids were always ordering fries, so you go fries and you get your apples as well. And you get your apples. And in the apples, you can dip it into that sugary caramel caramel stuff. And yeah. (laughs) McDonald's has never once gone, you know, I think this grimace is really leading kids down a bad road. Right. And that's exactly what we need those kids to do. If you related to Grimace so much that you actually wanted him to go away because you felt fat shamed by him, get a very sturdy like rope. Grimace. Get a very sturdy rope <laughs> yeah. and end it. I'm too much like Grimace, and I believe that is fat shaming me. If you're big, purple, and shaped like a butt plug, whoa, <laughs> it's not Grimace's fault. <laughs> Brady made that whole thing up in some sort of a fat. They eliminated Grimace. They, they didn't Telling eliminate Grimace. The Grimace shake is out. Too blobby. They didn't now eliminate he's Grimace. He's now not he's skinny. Back. He's still Grimace. I know. Your story know. holds no weight. <laughs> I'm holding on to it. I know. I know. Exactly. Doesn't make any sense, man. It's okay to bring him back now. Why? Because people shaming, don't care. Fat shaming's worse than it's ever been to try Not to do it. Not the fat shaming part, no. as far as you still are. You're just making it up. Just admit that you made up the whole thing. Actually, someone said Grimace is modeled after a taste bud. That's what Grimace oh, is supposed to be. I see. Jesus, on on what a oh, mastodon? Wow. <laughs> You'll be excited about this, John. Um, chatbot version of Jesus Christ. Ask underscore Jesus. It's streaming on the gaming platform Twitch. And uh, the guys behind it 
put uh, an AI Jesus together uh, <laughs> using all the biblical. Sure. All the info they've got. Theology, on. basic Christianity. Sure. And uh, people are going to town asking them all sorts of questions, trying to confuse chat bot Jesus. Yeah. She can't do that. He answers them all. Not necessarily correctly, though. Um, everything comes back. The essential focus is on faith, love, and kindness. The core teachings of Christianity. So he goes to his base when he doesn't know and just says something Jesus-y. Like if you were to ask him, how come your dad's first book didn't take? He would, he would just say, love and peace always prevails, brother. Stuff, stupid stuff like that that people buy into. Yeah. Why'd your dad have to One do a rewrite? One question was, uh, Jesus, would a hamster with a dynamo on its wheel have a technological advantage over a hamster without a dynamo on its wheel? And uh, Jesus says, if we consider a hamster with a dynamo on its wheel as a means to generate energy, then it would have the technological advantage over a hamster without one. Hmm. Jesus is good at uh, bull with people. Yeah, he is. Yeah, it's a pretty good answer, but who knows if he's right or wrong. Brady, by the way, turn around. Closest thing to a controversy (laughs) I've found. This is the closest thing Grimace ever got banned for or got in trouble with. McDonald's mascot Grimace becomes LGBTQ plus icon after being resurrected for new campaign during Pride Month. Grimace's new campaign. Gotta go back deep. June 12th. <laughs> well, go back they're deep. going deep over okay. at LGBTQ, especially <laughs> with something shaped like Grimace. That's going deep. He's a huge purple butt plug. We gotta get rid of the purple blob. I bet he drinks Bud Light, too. <laughs> the Grimace shake is what Ronnie calls sex with Brady, according to Scott Ann. <laughs> Who's in for a little Grimace shake tonight? I am. You down? Let's do the Grimmy Grimace shake. You would cute it up. Yeah. In Pensacola, Florida, last Friday, this deputy, William Hollingsworth, nearly lost his life. Yeah, he left his patrol car to help someone trapped in rising waters. They both got sucked into a drainage pipe. Yeah. Swept them underneath Highway 98. They traveled underwater for about 100 feet before coming out on the other side of the road. Whoa. They are under for a little over 30 seconds. Right. Unexpectedly underwater. Yeah. Anybody can say I can hold yeah, my breath for 30 seconds. Out of the water. But if you don't expect to be underwater, then you're under you for imagine? 30 seconds. That is a long time. Wow. That's horrifying. Let's get to some radio videos. Okay. We'll open up with a... What's the first one again? I don't know. You're in charge of this thing. Oh, yeah. It's a near-death experience here. (laughs) on uh, Some guy hot-dogging on a motorcycle. Hot-dogging seems to lead to a lot of problems. This is also why we need to pare this down. You get two. Yeah, you get two. Here's the thing, because you get lost when you have more than two. Here's the thing, Brady. You have to have a Brady Bogan's anti-hot-dogging campaign. (laughs) Yeah. And you you run around on the news and try to talk people out of hot-dogging. Hot-dogging's become a major problem in the U.S. of A. I bet you could be on Jesse Waters' show on Fox for like a minute. Here's a guy trying to stop oh, hot dogging. Brett Baird yeah, put you on. I've <laughs> seen a lot of videos on the interwebs talking about it. Hot dogging and a uh, little accident after a little accident. Here we go. Hot dog. Grimace hot dogging. All right. Give me some sound. There Motorcycle wheelie. Fat guy on a wheelie. Oh, he's going too far back. He's got a wheelie bar, though. Hey, he did it. He succeeded. Oh! Head on collision with another motorcycle. He succeeded in his hot dogging. He did. And then. Uh, did the butt drag? Yeah. Put her back on two wheels, look back, guys, and then... That, but, hey, that's the other guy's fault. He crossed yeah. over the center line. It is. There's too many motorcycles out there. 
Next one's a little wild world. It's a Komodo dragon down in an antelope. Now, this better be worth our time. I think it's pretty impressive. Is there an ending? That, and what does yeah. that mean? Oh, no. There's you no like, ending. Let's just go to my videos. There's no let's ending. See, the animal... And never mind. I'm let's not see. Gonna let's All see right, then skip it. No, no, no you're no, the one. This is on you. Skip it. Komodo dragon oh. touching something. Oh, it's already dead. Yeah, it's dead. He's just eating a dead animal. It's amazing on how he gets that thing down. Jealous? It's like you with a grimace. Shake. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna. It's Brady with a grimace. That'll happen two o'clock this afternoon. <laughs> Brady with a grimace shake looks a lot like a Komodo dragon eating the carcass of a deer. It's fast and it's unreasonable. And that was nothing, my friend. Now we got a little live PD, the next All one. Right. OP Live, they changed the name. It is? Okay. Yeah, it's OP Live. They're uh, in our family, in the Hubbard family. This one's good. Respect. Okay. Ooh. Cops outside. Police officers. Just tased one guy, I think. Some guy's been tased. There's a car behind her. It's rolling yeah. up slowly on the cop, and Dang. it hits Whoa. the cop. That's what because it's her car. Oh, geez. Whoa, she's got an F-bomb She in. got out of her car. Oh, that's that's a police car? And drive. <laughs> no. Yeah, look, you can see the light bar on the top. Girl, I thought you had a partner. <laughs> <laughs> somebody from the upper deck. <laughs> I thought you had somebody else coming. That's crazy talking. Typical broad driving. <laughs> yep, she left it in neutral. And her own car almost runs her over. And then that lady finally does get on her knees, so she's done a good job. Although, got a lot of questions about the corpse laying there. Yep. There's just a guy laying dead. Ah, details, details. Yeah, you know. Yeah. They don't come out. Uh, police work later. Huh. All right. I was thinking she tased the guy, for, the one guy Which down. don't know. He could Maybe that lady out. just killed that guy. Yep. Girl, I thought you had him. a pot. Yeah. <laughs> All right, this is a 70s beach story. Blazarian TV. Guy's on the beach. They're playing a little football. Not paying attention to the wave runner coming in. Oh, guy coming in out of the ocean. I don't know what that was. It's not football. It's a lot of kicking. Oh, no. Oh, Jesus. The guy just drove his wave runner right at these fat guys kicking each other on the beach. With no regard for the fact that they're coming in real hot. There is no more water. What it's, game are they playing? Sparta. Fat guys kicking each other on the sand. Bro, we've seen Maverick 2. Let's, let's replay that scene right now. <laughs> Oil me up. Yeah. Fat guys kicking each other just for no reason in front of a jet ski that had had it with fat people. No more acting like Grimace on the beach. <laughs> Grimace. That's all. Brett? I got two quick ones. All right, go ahead. Apparently, this guy got a little annoyed with uh, grandma shopping behind him. Okay. Oh, no. He's going to beat up a grandma or kill. And your videos, usually grandma ends up dead. So he is tired of grandma. He's couponing away with her ginger-headed grandson. Oh, no. That is not expressed. just lays out right grandma. Hook. And I mean full on. This is uh, Ed Sheeran punching an old lady in the face for no reason at all. Just standing in line at the grocery store. Oh, my God. She didn't have any chance to defend herself. And Grandpa doesn't do a thing. No. And neither does the cashier. They weren't together. He's probably like, and finally, aggravating me for years. Yeah. I've been wanting to do that for a long wow. time. I told you not to run your mouth anymore. <laughs> wow. And then uh, the solid Grandma punch. Here's a little Fast and Furious for you. All right. Are they hot dogging? Brady's against oh, yeah. it. There it is. A lot of hot dogs. Brady will be against this one. 
Paul Walker for oh, oh right into a crowd of people. Oh my god. That guy went flying too. Yeah, there's a couple of Loses control and Wow. Well, that's the end of about five people. Thanks, Brett. <laughs> Holy And there you go. <laughs> that little laugh. <laughs> uh I guarantee you, if you got Brady out for hot dogging awareness month, uh, I bet a, a wager a large amount of money that this campaign would quickly evolve into an eating challenge. <laughs> hot dogging with Brady Bogan. See how many you can take down. 96 is the record, Joe Chestnut. Wintermeyer, like get on idea. it. Yeah. Do what? Wintermeyer, get on it. Oh, yeah. Do it at, uh, do it at Hooters. Let's go hot dogging. Corn dogging, hot dogging. <laughs> you got to pop a wheelie on your bike in the middle of the freeway and eat a hot dog. Hot dogging. There you go. That was your Brady Report brought to you by Hooters. It's 98. Arizona's most powerful, powerful rock radio station. You thought that was funny. You were laughing like a hyena when he said it. What the hell is wrong with you? We're going to try to give you guys some Guns and Roses tickets before we get out of here this morning. I just got an email from somebody that... I don't know why this sparked my brain, but it said something about the Mission Impossible movies. And I guess that's was that coming out next week, like Mission Impossible 11,000. It's coming out next week. It's, I think so. It's been a conversation that I've had recently. And uh, like, why do we like Tom Cruise? I don't know. You know what I mean? Like in this day and age of everybody hates everybody for being a jerk. Uh, Tom Cruise is like the ultimate dick. He doesn't talk to his daughter because she's not a Scientologist. And I just looked at the article, too. I'm like, hasn't spoken to her since she was 12. Uh, like, they're estranged. the daughter that he had with, with uh, Katie Holmes. Katie Holmes. And that kid's about to go to college, I guess. Like, she's getting ready for college and made it a point so that my dad's not involved. Like, it's, like, Tom Cruise is, like, everybody else who would go that crazy into Scientology would be sort of, but for some reason, we just flat out ignore the crazy part of Tom Cruise. Well, and love on Tom Cruise. Is it just because he's doing those, you know, now it's, you know, like with Maverick, it was the the member berry thing. It's yeah. like, all right, I liked him then. I'll just put up with yeah, it this Yeah, I guess time. maybe because he still makes you remember when Tom Cruise was okay. Was cool. He's, yeah, because yeah. yeah, anything new Tom Cruise puts out, we don't want it. Yeah. Because the first Mission Impossible was like 1997, 96, almost yeah. 30 years ago. So that was right when he started to go a little bit crazy. But the whole Scientology thing, like, you know. Everyone hates them. Like, every, everyone just can't stand. But Tom Cruise has kind of gotten away with it. And he's the second most powerful Scientologist in the entire church. He's surrounded by the whole missing Miss Cavage lady. The leader of Scientology's wife has gone missing. and She's still gone? Nobody knows where she is. Wow. Whether she disappeared and left on her own or whether she was disappeared like Brett's people do. But Tom Cruise is around all that stuff, and no one ever asks any questions. Like anybody else in this day and age well, of TMZ, he never gets the question like, hey, how come you don't talk to your daughter? How come He's prohibited. What do you mean he's prohibited? From what? Yes. By uh, Scientology. The, the divorce, too, that um, Katie right. Holmes was trying to protect the kid from Scientology. Right. And he so was fine with that. He the, didn't Because I thought Scientology also said you can't. Uh, hang out with submissives or whatever they call You can't them. hang out with people that are not going to be part of the crew, that are family. You have to dismiss them. So it wasn't even – it's prohibited by Scientology. It's not like – no court's going to go, hey, your dad doesn't believe in the right religion. You can't see him anymore. 
you know, especially in California, they're going to give you equal time. But there was something having to do with like there's a whole bunch of weird clouds around Tom Cruise. And he kind of I guess I kind of like the fact that he rises above all the the BS. But it is weird that no one ever says anything like Tom, the secret of Tom Cruise. Like he's kind of got this hidden douchey weird thing behind him and everybody looks past it. Maybe he's just that charming. Yeah, Katie Holmes is a sub or a suppressive. Whatever she is, she's not in the thing. And yeah. can't be part of his life. And the kid wants to be with mom and normal and doesn't want to be in Scientology. So he's just gotten rid of her. Well, the kid's got to be 18 now. so Yeah, she's about to be, be in college. To... But isn't that weird? Like, like the Tom Cruise lure is bigger than the world of TMZ asking him, how come you're such a dick? You know? Where's, well, where's Shelly Miscavige? <laughs> where's where's your friend? can't wife? do that because uh, they would just be cutting their, you know. Yeah, they'd be cutting it off for yeah. him. Yeah. They're probably owned by him. But Could I watched, uh, I watched uh, I mean, Tara Hitchcock on Channel 3 doing backflips for the Mission Impossible thing. And just, oh, Tom Cruise always goes through to the press. He he takes time for everybody. I'm like, yeah, not his daughter. Like, that's a weird thing. And I understand not liking your daughter and stuff, but no one ever questions it. That's his personal life, man. I like his moves. <laughs> right. We're not in any of those. <laughs> Nobody ever digs into personal. I, I don't know anything about Bam Margera's entire existence. Uh, everybody's part. Like, I, I don't even know what Scandaval is, but I know all the people involved in this Real Housewives thing, the Tom Scandaval or Sandoval and... Uh, I don't even know their names, but it's on the news every day. I don't even yeah. know who these people are, and I'm in, I don't the, know. I'm in their personal lives. Tom Cruise's personal life, sometimes he's he's floated above it's it. Fascinating. It's pretty amazing. Probably the biggest star. Because I had heard at one time he wasn't. He was like leaving the church. No, he ain't leaving anything. Not no. not even close. He's on it. He I heard it. that about Travolta too. Travolta's got a new girlfriend, which is weird because. I love Kelly Preston to the point where I don't think he should ever touch anyone ever again, but he's got some new lady. Seems kind of, I don't know. The guy's got to live and all, but no. <laughs> don't go parading her around and stuff. It makes us uncomfortable. But fine. That makes sense. But he doesn't, you know, it just doesn't make sense to me. The whole thing doesn't make sense to me. Like Scientology is creepy and weird. And I know that firsthand because every time I've made fun of them, they've sent me a handwritten letter. That asked me to come down and talk with them. The last two times they haven't, but the first time I ever did it, I got a handwritten letter to my house. Like they went out and found, like it was, it was kind of a passive aggressive way of saying, we know where you, we can we find know. you. We can find your home. So I got a letter at my house saying, hey, come on down and get a, a personality test and we'll tell you about our you know, beliefs and stuff. I don't think you have it straight. And I'm like, I think I do. I think you're creepy. Is there a church here? Oh, yeah, it's on 44. Fourth Street in like Indianola, which is just uh, south of Indian School. Oh, really? Yeah, it's uh, it's actually our old boss's uh, wife's old building. Oh, the old okay. Barclay Building is the Scientology, Church of Scientology right there on 40, 44th Street. Huh? It's a nice place. And it turned into something else. But I was in there a couple times when it was Chuck Artigue's wife uh, at Mary's office, and then she sold and every and the rest of the stuff in there. And it became the Church of Scientology. You can go. In, I'm curious about doing it. I want to try it, but they'll send me a letter again. But I, but I want to try it just so I have more of a grasp of how nutty it actually is. I mean, it's it's flat wacky. No wackier than any other religion to me, but wacky indeed. And mean, like it seems mean. But anyway, I just thought that was odd. The guy emailed me, and I'm going back and forth with him about Tom Cruise. I'm like, why do we like him? Like, what's the allure? 
But he's got that status, too. It seems like he's untouchable. Yeah. Because you look at, what is it, uh, Danny Masterson or whatever. I mean, he's yep going to jail. You going know? to jail. And yeah. blaming Scientology for why he behaved the mm-hmm. way he did and all that. And, and it's Scientology just, covered it up. Yeah, and they helped, like, they helped bury the situation. Pressured the girls. Anybody else tied to that is like, what are you, like, you get the, why are you still part of this? But like you said, it's, you know, it's not the only church. Oh, no, all churches are crazy, but, like, Army Hammer has a documentary about his bad behavior and probably will never work again. I don't even know what that... Although, the the recent news, he says he's he's been exonerated, basically. Right. Well, he basically was having dirty, dirty, mean sex with women. And I think that... um, And we got... I think that documentary is kind of... Saying it's like three generations deep, sure. Like his grandfather, again, his dad, same. We now know behavior. all the. The point being, we now know all this personal stuff about Army Hammer, yeah, and his family. It's a cool name, but yeah, but Tom, it isn't. I would not want to be called Army Hammer. Tom Cruise, no, nobody ever asks. No one ever goes in and goes, you know, you're tied to some douchey stuff here. You don't man. get a chance to, I think. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe just smiles and nods and then points at you when somebody comes kicks your ass. Those uh, talk shows he's on, I mean, that's got to just be... It's got to be brought up. for the it's, most well, part. Well, it's got to be brought up. We don't talk about the Scientology. Let's get real. Yeah. When he jumped oh, up there... Hitchcock's and, never going to do that. Oh, she's never going to uh-huh. go down. Hey, where's Shelly Miskavage? Like, that's the first question I would ask Tom Cruise. Where's Shelly? Where's that... Where's your friend's wife? She's been missing for a long time. <laughs> no one looks into it. Caliendo had a good experience with him. Yeah, so I'm on Tonight Show. Said he was very nice. Back in the green room. Quite short. Yeah, but those are those moments where you're just, you know, you're, yeah. not, you're not designed to dive in. You're not going to dig in. No, but you could also see uh, the same thing. Like, a guy wants nothing to do with you, or he doesn't know who you are. He's not going to, well, you know, even he doesn't have to nice. say anything. Sure. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to be at a restaurant, sit at a table next to him, wander over and start the Inquisition. I'm just saying, how come nobody, when they have a chance to ask, Gets to the bottom of it. Where's the expose? Where's the, like you said, TMZ's worried yeah. about cutting their own nuts off for his movies. Where He's bigger than that. And there's plenty of people who treat their kids like garbage, but I know about all that. You know? Like, a constant, if somebody's being mean to their kids, I we get news of it. Yahoo's on it in seconds. Like, you know, it, it happens in a heartbeat. We find out what they did 20 years ago to their kids, and it's bad news. Tom Cruise? Nah. Katie Holmes had to out. choose between the church and his kid. It wasn't even a hard choice. Like, he, he dove like it. deeper into Seemed the Scientology. Like it it's he, yeah. Oh, it's a given. Sorry. You're submissive. And that's really all we know. Or suppressive, that's what it yeah, is. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it's called, but it's just strange. Yeah, and it's uh, Terry Hitchcock flew to Italy. To drool all over Tom Cruise and the rest of the Mission Impossible people. And I get the trip to Italy makes sense. But, man, she was just, she went bananas for the guy. And I'm like, ask one question. Where's Shelly? That's a good question. That's a really reasonable question. Where's your friend's wife? Been missing for close to a decade now. Yeah. This one says, John, take it from a gay dude. I hate seeing that in the subject line. (laughs) Oh, it says, Tom Cruise is gay. It goes on. I'm gay, and I'm telling you, this dude is gay. It's his big not-so-secret, and I have, uh, I believe the whole Scientology thing is just a beard that he wears. I don't think he actually uh, believes any of that garbage, but it helps him hide his secret gay life, and the church protects him because he's one of the most powerful people, but that dude's gay. They've been saying that for years. Yeah, I wonder why, Nate, why does it, but Nathan, why does a gay guy believe that? 
You know? Yeah. I don't think he's gay. I think he's weird. In a different way than gay is weird, you know? But would you be surprised if it came out and was like, oh, he's been gay the whole time? No, he's an actor. I think they're all gay. And, like, deep down, I think everybody in drama class was gay. All of them. That was what kept me from getting too into it. I got into drama, and I met Bill and Jesse, and I'm like, what is going on in this room? This is a bunch of... There's a whole bunch of dudes dancing and singing when nobody's saying to dance and sing. They're just doing it on their own. I've never seen people spontaneously dance and sing more than Mr. Olson's drama class at Dobson High School. Walked in there thinking, this would be fun. I could do a little acting, a little character play. Wandered in there. I'm like, I don't want anything to do with this room. Everybody in here is gay. I found another guy named Sean. Sean ended up, Sean Bernard, his dad's a legend in radio up in Minnesota or something. Sean does radio there. He's like, we were the only straight guys in the whole class. And like, you know what we should do? Uh, hide behind microphones from all these gays. <laughs> Let these guys dance around on stage. We're behind the mic. The two straight guys in class. Said, yeah, all actors are Doing gay. the French mistake. Wouldn't surprise me even in the slightest if Tom Cruise was gay because he's an actor. I think almost all of them have a little bit of gay. Anyway, just thought I'd bring it up. I've been back and forth with this guy, so it's protected. That Scientology might be might be tougher than we know. Anyway, uh, now it's eight. I've gone on and on about Tom Cruise and why we shouldn't like. We shouldn't like him. His movies haven't been that great. I thought for sure, you know, if you see a couple of those seasons of Leah Remini doing that whole Scientology right. thing, that would maybe open eyes. Yeah, it seemed like a it real did impact on the church, but it then it didn't. Well, you know why? Because there was no ending. It's like your radio videos. Like, at first, we're like, wow, this looks great. And then she went on for three seasons. So- and not a damn thing happened where she didn't she didn't pin anything on anyone. She just made a bunch of accusations. And it's like, well, if you're not going to get anybody in trouble, I'm going to stop watching. We had her on the show at the pinnacle of that Leah Remini exposing Scientology. We were, she was sitting here. Oh, we were in. I was, like, totally diving in. She was excited about it. By season three, it's like, now I feel like I'm watching Ghost Hunters. Like, yeah. nothing good's happening. There's no possible on, solution. Let's get them. Arrest somebody. Get something done. You keep making these grand claims, and none of them get backed up, and then everybody bails out. Yeah, he said, uh, the day I knew it, uh, the clip where he went on to Oprah professing his love for Katie Holmes. This is from Gay Nathan. He says, now tell me that dude isn't gay. Nobody's that excited about a woman. That's Well, that's from your perspective, <laughs> But you're right. I don't know any man that excited about getting married. And then what happened to the uh, during that time? Where was there a crossover with Jamie Foxx and Katie Holmes at the time? That- I don't think so. I think so. I think Katie Holmes played it on the up and up. Who knows? But anyway, what are you going to do? Tom Cruise is definitely weird. But his movie comes out next week, and everybody will flock to it, and we'll forget that he's another mission movie. Yeah. How many are there now? This is like eight, seven or eight. Yeah, I don't. And get how it. has um, same knobs that go to Fast and yeah, Furious? Yeah, it's kind of the Fast and Furious with bigger stars, like better. Like Cole stars. Kidman yeah. been so quiet about it. I don't know. He's got everybody in his life never said a peep. Yeah. Even Katie Holmes doesn't yeah. say anything. Like she's got an NDA that he'll have her killed if she mouths off. She's got to hate him. Yeah, and you'd think by now at least you'd think something would pop out. Nothing. He's clean as a whistle, but he's got all the surrounding him. Anyway, yeah. I was watching the thing when Tara Hitchcock was drooling all over, and I'm like, this guy. I'll check it out. Probably. Yeah, you, the, you got a lot of questions. Seven. You're going to watch it. Yeah, no, yeah. No, Brady likes yeah. all those crappy movies. Yeah, I don't get the Mission Impossible. They lost me the second they started peeling faces off for plot points, and I'm like, you got no writing here. You don't know what to do. They they write themselves into corners and then take faces off. Scooby Doo used to do that. It's a Scooby Doo movie. 
It's it's actually worse than Scooby Doo because you knew Scooby Doo was going to do it. You had a low bar. People start ripping masks off. Nah, chip. It's old man Johnson. Like, oh my God, it's Scooby Doo again, it's again, old man seven times. Uh, it's eight fifty three. We're gonna get to go. Oh, why don't we just do it the easy way right now? Since I've been blabbing about Tom Cruise, uh, we'll give you a ninth caller right now. Is going to get Guns and Roses tickets. How about that? Uh, only rule is you have to be a Scientologist. That's it. If you're not a Scientologist, you can't can't go. You don't have to be gay like Cruise. <laughs> well, or or gay. Okay. I think yeah. You have to be a homosexual Scientologist. We're trying to bait uh, Tom Cruise to win these tickets. Yep, that's it. Uh, ninth caller. Five eight five nine eight hundred. You're going to go see Guns N' Roses. We'll give them to you for nothing. It's just that simple. It's ninety eight KUPD. Arizona's most powerful, powerful rock radio station. KUPD. You thought that was funny. You were laughing like a hyena when he said it. What the hell is wrong with you? All right, I gotta stop reading about this missing submarine. Submersible. I've just learned there's a massive difference, but my God. So here's the search area. If you haven't heard about this thing, these uh, six people. Oh, by the way, it's uh, um, a six seat thing. I think they said it's 96 square feet, if I'm not mistaken, to put six seats in it. The sitting area. Someone's going to lose their mind in that thing. Six people in uh, basically a ten by ten area. Yeah, if you're the well, that's a yeah, it's a hundred feet. Yeah, yeah, so you're like ten by ten. So it's six people crammed into that plus you know equipment. Yep, and food and storage. So the sons gotta, of Disneyland are bigger than that. Yeah, you try to cram. That, uh, that's what I, I don't even know if that's like the accurate sitting area, but if so, that's you, the total space. Right, that's right? what I'm yeah. saying. Like that's maybe all it took to get people in and out of there. So yeah, those sons of Disneyland are probably yeah. larger. So now if you're the captain of this little sub, I can't stop reading about this thing now. If you're the captain of this sub, do you tell people? Just a few more minutes. We're almost at Titanic. <laughs> or do you tell them we're in trouble, folks? Oh, I think they know. You think? I think everyone knows. Well, when you lose power. How long was it supposed to? But we don't know they lost power. Well, we, they, we lost communication. lost communication. You don't lose everything. Reason. You can lose communication and not lose power. I would just sit and pretend on that CB all the time. Yeah, we're still down here looking for Titanic. Just a few more minutes then. No problem, folks. This is the rubber duck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> looking for a northbounder. Rubber duck, you sure could use a smoky down here about now. Help us out. Maybe some directional stuff. Eastbound and down towards the Titanic, of course. Trying to just send up another signal. That's okay. Not going to cry in front of the others. No need to respond. See, they won't respond because I told them not to. Nobody needs to worry about a thing. Because you've got to guard against crazy. Like, if I turned and told you, hey, guys, we're lost, I don't know what's going on, and we've lost communication, and you got me in a 9 by 10 room with five other people, uh, by the way, the search area, 13,000 feet deep. Down. So they could and be the, at any level. Put it in the circumference of whatever yeah, that is. Yeah, at any, but even just think about that, if it's just a tube... That fits you and me, and I got to try to find you somewhere in thirteen. It's just not happening. And you could have drifted off east, west, north, south. Doesn't matter what direction. And I got thirteen thousand feet of space and darkness. You're, and you're sending just one down. No, there. they got a bunch now. They do. Yeah, okay. they got a Canadian team. They got a, a American I team. Thought- a bunch of folks are down there now. But that's what the guy said. He said, "Yeah, this is not going to be simple to find them because we can't communicate. There's no ping again." 
Apple AirTags. My luggage has it. I got a little, it's the size of a quarter. You just stick it in your luggage with your stuff. Nothing gets lost. You saw the thing for bikes now. I sent it yeah. to Josh at Axon Ride Shop. You can put it underneath your drink holder. Your bike will never be lost again. I told Josh you should sell one of those with every bike he sells. <laughs> I had a bike stolen. There's nothing fun about it. 13,000 feet down. It's two and a half miles to the Titanic. And the weight is, uh, this guy uh, fired over, he said the, the full weight of that would be like somebody parking a Honda on you, a car. Like just crushing weight, tons of weight on top of you if you were to try to compare the two. It would kill you immediately. And so there's no way these folks are still alive. If they are, another great movie is going to happen out of this. And I don't know if the other great movie you're following, the writing is doing itself. Those Colombian kids that lived great in the jungle. The rescue. No. Better if they're not. Because then you can have all the makeup stories that you want. You know, you don't know the truth. You don't know how it ended. We don't know. Did it, you know. We had Titanic movies before we found Titanic. We didn't know what happened. We just took chances. Anything missing like this in these harrowing situations, fantastic movie. The Colombian kids that survived the plane crash a little while ago, uh, 40 days in the... You know why they were in that plane? They were running away from, like, killers. In their area. And their parents sent them away. Like, you got to get out of here. So they were trying to get them out from, like, a bunch of village killers. That This movie gets better and better and better. That the whole area that they lived in was being overrun by horrible people. And killing kids and stuff. And they got to get these kids out of there. Stuck them on a plane. Plane crashes in the jungle. Kids survive it. Mom's there for four days. Says, you guys have to run. And they run through the jungle for 40 days and make it. That's going to be a great movie, too. Ron Howard. Yeah, oh yeah, we got, we got to get Ron Howard on this. Action, Ron. Roll him. Anyway, I got to stop reading about this little submarine. Because submarines and submersibles are different somehow in that. Yeah, I don't even. Like, I, don't I saw even the last uh, text that the uh, English billionaire, Hamish, forget his last name, but he sent to a buddy, he says, hey, we're finally getting to go down because they've been battling the weather. Weather's cleared up. It looks like we can finally right. dive. We can go under. Well, they better hurry up. Better, says, uh, weather better not stop you. The differences are a submersible, such as the missing Titan vessel, is a type of watercraft, but has some key differences from the better-known submarine. Unlike submarines, a submersible needs a mothership to launch it. Ah. So it's not capable on its own. It's got to get pushed off of another boat. Well, either way. Uh, they crane it over and drop it. Yep. Horrifying. And like you said earlier, what happened to, like all those ones we used to see as kids, they had a tether. Like, yeah, there put was a rope a, on it. There was a tether on it. Look, uh, like sometimes you guys struggle to find the Easter kegs. <laughs> now imagine if we had 13,000 feet of depth to play with on top of it all. It would be 98 kegs out there still right now. They're never going to find these people, at least in time. Oh, how long did it take them to find the Titanic? Yeah, it's a good it's about point, the same Brett. thing. <laughs> Brett makes a strong point. I think we found that thing. In and the, that was a hell of a lot bigger than this. In the early 90s, yeah. Yeah, you know. yeah they were diving down. <laughs> yeah, always all looking at us. That's a good point. And this thing's like a little button on the Titanic. And then how far oh. is the, you know, each, the, it snapped in half. I forget the spread, isn't it? Yeah. Like two miles. Oh, of- it's forever. How, how long I can look? It's the speed and everything else. Yeah, this this thing's like seeing my dick on blacked.com. You're not finding it. 
Other things are going to shoot out way before mine. You're John, not finding this Tic Tac. John, don't forget, as we learned yesterday, you got to make sure to put some LGBTQ plus RERSB <laughs> oh, that's right. yeah. in that movie with the kids. Uh, <laughs> if you want, it to be, you want it to be best Academy picture, Award. one of the kids has to be gay in the jungle. That's right. Or disabled. It's the uh, flight attendant. Then again, they've added a character in there. Uh, that that could, the be. That could be. Flight, flight attendant. attendant. It's like, hi, guys. <laughs> Just to check the box for Ampas. So to make sure we can get ourselves an Oscar. <laughs> now, if you're sitting by the emergency exits, yeah. please. <laughs> Welcome aboard Colombian Escape the Bad Guys Airlines. My name's Bruce, but you can call me Trent for no reason at all. <laughs> did you mention this? Guy says, John, did you know as you look into this, 6,000 PSI at two and a half miles down where they were. If they decompressed or lost pressure, they are literally piles of jello right now. Yeah, they turn yeah. them in and just, just obliterate yeah. you. Yeah. That's Wait a minute. Another three-hour tour? I've yeah, that's, I know. Story. That's the thing. It's Gilligan's Island under the sea. <laughs> How long were they supposed to be down there is the big question. Because that's when billionaires the, yeah, well, they did and there. their sons. <laughs> yeah, sons of billionaires. <laughs> Pakistani businessman down there, a couple With of those. Son. You got uh, some British guys. I imagine that smell. <laughs> 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 you know what? Oh what? my god. You two need a bath. I'm opening <laughs> a window. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> Brett would be on the submersible. I paid two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to smell this. <gasps> oh, I've been watching your country for the last twenty years. Where did you get all this money? Ah, Brett's worried about the scent of the foreigners. It's going to smell like curry in it. You're right. I'm out. You're right. I'm out. Right. Burberry. A, I'll jump out. You know what? They'd probably say the same thing about us. Oh, great Americans. Yeah. With all their flowery stinks. But he's not wrong. What if one of them stinks? Oh, my God. I hadn't thought of that. And I got to sit next to Patel over here who's smelling up the submersible. He's probably saying the same thing. Yeah, well, you smell like mixed. too much. You have your deodorant that smells like flowers. Your hair gel that smells like other flowers. Your things that are bad as I do, my friend. Shut the f*** up, Patel. We're in this together. There's got to be a, a portage on, on there. like A, a little toilet. Thing. And that yeah, thing's overflowing. You, I mean, over, you know. smell of curry. <laughs> he won't let it go. <laughs> He's on it. <laughs> He's got his heels in. This dog's got the ball and he won't let her loose. <laughs> I want you to report live from that. <laughs> Imagine the smells down there. Like, that's the worst. Oh, the worst thing is going on. Brett would be on there going, we're going to die in this. And it stinks to high heaven. <laughs> it's the Pakistanis. <laughs> the second they got on, I knew. I knew. Just look at him. <laughs> thinking it all up down here. Goddamn foreign foods. I told you. Everybody sweats that stuff out. <laughs> this is why Brett can't. This is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> <laughs> but they'd have to be gay to make an Oscar out of it. Oh. Anyway, it's it's a fascinating story. But we're at we're at our uh, what is it twenty nine now. But that's the question. Like, how long were they supposed to be down there? Was it a three-hour tour? I don't know how long it right. takes well, to go. Well, that's how long it takes hours basically of, to drop down. It's a little over two, two miles. hours to drop. Right, two hours down, and you fool around down by the yeah, boat, and then you come back down up. right away. Right? So it wasn't supposed to. Like, they have 96 hours of air. Yeah. That's wildly just in case. 
right? Limited amount of food and water. Right. So they're not. It is. It is supposed to be a day trip, I would guess. Yeah. So I, I guess you can't. Never mind. I was going to say I get that you you uh, need the oxygen. Wouldn't you throw an extra oxygen tank in there? Well, ninety six hours well, 90, seems reasonable. I guess you're not getting out at Look, two and a half. That's miles enough on down. emergency side. If, if I told run. you we're going to go four wheeling. And I've got seven days worth of food. We should be back by four this afternoon. But just in case, you'd be like, yeah, it's excessive. Yeah. Same thing I if I told right. you, we, you know, we're out, we're out for eight hours. I got 96 hours of I air. Got four days of air. Yeah. And then and then you're going to make the joke to say something like, and if we need 96 hours worth of air, we're in big trouble. Right. Well, they are. And they're going to need all that air, which actually kind of sucks. Because now you just get to think about dying for four oh, days. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, I don't know what I'd rather have. Just the Payne Stewart knockout punch where I just go to sleep on the plane where they and only gave me 10 hours. Because oh. I'm wondering if the power's out. I mean, is there a heating? Is it, it's got to be cold. There has to be a generator on For, there. That's what I'm saying. So the power's out. And I know they you have guys to freeze. Yeah, I know you guys talked well, about no. this, but I mean. But if the if power's it, out and they've got a generator, yeah. then there's That's what they got on? They just lost but if it, yeah. Yeah. But if it looks oh, well, like, them, if it looks like you know. put it together in your backyard. I mean, and you're putting 250K on it? Yeah, you're looking at that thing. Come There's on. no way you're fine. It's like something Tim Allen built in his garage or something <laughs> in Home Improvement. It does. There's no way. And imagine yeah. that stink inside yeah, of it. I know, Patel thing. over here. <laughs> oh. I got a 55-gallon I would open a window and jump out. I'm out. People are telling me, Brett has me in tears. His biggest concern is how bad the Pakistanis stink. <laughs> These people are dying, you jerk. <laughs> I gotta die, and you're the last thing I smell. This isn't fair. There is no God. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of poop and pee piling up in there. Oh, that bathroom's not taking packy punches and a bunch exactly. of uh, British, uh, you know, that drivel that they pour into their mouths. Anyway, this Brett, guy said he read there's no seats there. You sit on the floor for the whole time. Oh, God. Even worse. Crisscross applesauce? Oh. All the way? So, oh. I, write you, I stroke you a check for 250 grand. Yeah. Man. Sit on the floor. To get the money back? Does the family at least get... They're going to get some cash, right? Man, that is... It is a, what a wild story. What a wild story that is. This guy brings it up. Anyone else think the sub thing is a high-stakes kidnapping? There's several, several billionaires yeah. on board. <laughs> but wouldn't you ask for a ransom in that case? They haven't got to it. I don't know. Yeah, we got 96 hours to pull this off. They'd have, they'd have nailed it by now. Somebody would have said, like, if this was a terrorist thing, somebody would have said by now, all right, you, we got four days. And you just let them go. Tom wants to know when Celine Dion drops her next single for <laughs> Titanic <laughs> <All> 2. <right. laughs> Lil Titanic. Anyway, it's a fascinating thing. I can't keep my eyes off of it. But I had no idea. Brett's main concern was hygiene. <laughs> You're, you should you should understand that of anybody here. Uh, I wouldn't have gotten on when I saw him. <laughs> Taking like, 10 uh, showers a day. I don't day think I want to get into yeah. a little locked up space with that. I wouldn't fly on PSA. I didn't even go on Spirit Airlines because of that kind of stuff. People John, stink. Did you hear this part as you were researching the story, John? Last year they got lost as well. Oh boy. Only last year they turned off the ship's, the surface ship's internet to prevent anyone from being reporting it out. Oh, geez. So they kept it quiet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This guy says, take it from the guy who smells like garlic and tomato sauce to the Pakistanis. <laughs> That's probably, oh, you stink like garlic and tomato sauce. You smell like an Italian bakery. Sit down and shut up, Patel. I'm <laughs> Patel, I'm about with done this. with you. <laughs> Crisscross applesauce right now or I'm going to drop you like a bad habit, Patel. 
This guy's an asshole. You're an asshole. You're a bigot. Oh, that's my biggest problem right now. <laughs> oh, there's some fights going a on. A few truths. And then they get rescued. And the first thing, this man right here is a racist. <laughs> it comes out <laughs> racism is the worst thing. You don't know calling me name after name. <laughs> Have fun down there. You're right. Looking at that thing, I'm not getting in no. there. And I'll take chances, but that seems You have ridiculous. to trade off looking out of the, you know, where's the viewing part? You didn't see a window. I, so the Cameron thing was a complete different. It yeah, was, it was like a bubble. bubble. That was a big circle. Yeah, Cameron's not getting in that. He's got the expensive one. Anyway, just beware. You know, I might go down to Tempe Town Lake. I want, I want something that I can bust a door off of and swim to the top. I am fascinated by this thing. I, I don't want to be, but I am because I, uh, the inevitable doom. But if they do rescue him, it'll be an amazing story. Yeah. What are you going to do? Uh, it is, uh, I'm sorry, we've got hot releases coming up. I got lost in this one. Hot releases are right around the corner, and hopefully we'll find those people in the meantime. It's 98. Arizona's most powerful, powerful rock radio station. You thought that was funny. You were laughing like a hyena when he said it. What the hell is wrong with you? Ah, it keeps getting worse. All right, everybody's uh, all over Brett. Clench it up, Patel. Yeah. Everybody's all over Brett about his assessment of Patel's smell in the summer. <laughs> Man, that's because they're all thinking the yeah, same that's thing. That's probably true. <laughs> well, you smell like rape and some sort of gravy. <laughs> I don't smell like no rape, allegedly. <laughs> Better than curry, pal. You have tried to finger my wife two times here. I don't know. Something about the water reminds me of Big Surf. <laughs> Yeah, don't get on a submarine with Brett. They got problems. They got tech support right down there with them. I don't know what the problem. <laughs> He's horrible. <laughs> it's what we love. Anyway, now more and more and more I read about this stupid submarine, the more fascinated I am. Done. It's terrible. Yeah, I agree. I, if I'm a betting, if I'm fan-dueling this thing, yeah. I'm pretty sure it blew up. Right. Yeah, just a, like a tin can. Crinkled. Just got smashed like one of Brady's collectibles. <laughs> Shazada Dawood huh? is well, the guy's oh, name. Calm down. <laughs> I, think, I think I'm going to beep man. you. Yeah. And Suleiman, his son. Yeah. Terrible. That's who Brett would not want to sit by. No. They got to get upwinded him. Hey, Patel, open a window. They'll find us in no time. My name is not Patel. Quit it. <laughs> I am Punjabi also. I am, but not even. I don't know what you're doing. You're a very bad man. Hey, Babu, why don't you get back in the kitchen there and whip us up something? Don't make it too hot, though. Anyway. You and your olive oil. <laughs> You're bothering me so much right now, sir. Look, Aladdin, I don't want to hear it. Let's go. <laughs> Listen to me, Tony Soprano. You know what in the park as far as stinks go. I wear that like a badge. Yeah. Yeah. The snaps game between them. Oh, my God. Oh, they, 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 they hate each other like... <laughs> the bigotry comes out and they just dash. <laughs> you can sit and listen to these two bicker the entire time you're dying. <laughs> Brett even actually fired back to fake Patel's estate, like he called him Tony Soprano. Your smell is no walking apart, Tony Soprano. I wear that like a badge of honor. <laughs> what else you got? Yeah. Thank you very much for comparing to me one of the most powerful Italians of all time. <laughs> you are Mussolini, my friend. You are no good. You're a bad man. Anyway. 
I don't know what's going on there. It's time for the hot releases. We'll get through these quickly. Find out what's out today or shortly uh, this week. We'll have something. Uh, you got your downloads. You got all sorts of stuff. I have to say that I did watch the, uh, it's out already, but the 30 for 30 on Bill Walton, uh, the four-parter. It's totally worth your time until the fourth episode when uh, Bill Walton, his, he's, uh, it's such a tragic story, the Bill Walton story, because he's injured at age 13. He's He's constantly hurt uh, by things that the doctors can't figure out. His bones are splitting in half on his feet. It's a remarkable story of somebody who just persevered and persevered. Then his back breaks in half, just kind of for no reason. That was during the finals, right? Well, that was, uh, no, no, no. This was long after he was playing. He was doing a game for ESPN. Didn't show up to work. ESPN fired him. Oh. And he was in the hospital. They're like, sorry, uh, we don't want you there anyway. And uh, then they kind of subtly mentioned that Bill Walton had no money left. Like he was destitute. And I'm like, how did that happen? Now, there's the story. And then you only got 20 minutes left of the documentary. So my, my, I left with one huge question. How did Bill Walton? Because they didn't ever show his extravagant spending or anything. He just suddenly said, oh, and also he was totally broke. And he had to lean on Luke, his son, and a couple of friends to get him back to good. Gave it out to all his dead, deadhead I buddies. don't know. Because it didn't seem like he was much of a spender. Right. And Luke was able to hold his money together, obviously. Luke's I mean, doing all right. A lot more yeah, he did pretty did, good. But. Yeah, Luke did all right. He's coaching the Lakers. He got a pretty nice deal. But, yeah, pretty weird. So, But it's really worth it. So if you're looking for something to watch, that's out for a little bit. But it's uh, it's now streaming all over, whereas yeah, before it was just over. ESPN. Uh, it's all brought to you by Eric's Family BBQ. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com out in Avondale. The best barbecue ever. Talking to Doug Hopkins about that yesterday. He goes, when is he going to put one closer to me? And I said, closer to you? How about he starts in the middle? He's doing so great in Avondale. I don't even think Anthony and Casey. I don't think there's any need to get a second one going. They just work two hundred hours a week Doug's instead got of the hundred. Five grand tone to invest. <laughs> yeah, Doug, give him a five thousand dollars guarantee and get him over there. But Anthony's even told me he's like, I'd do it, but I'm already working hundred hours down here right. making it work because they're so busy. You can trust. Yeah. To- so he's killing it, and uh, there's a reason why it's the best barbecue ever. It's amazing stuff. So if you want to get over there, have it catered. Go down there and check everything out. Get that brisket. It is ridiculous. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. Toledo, go. All right, so the only real interesting game out this week is uh, it's, I was surprised to see it's rated T uh, for blood and violence. It's Dr. Fetus's Mean Meat Machine. <laughs> oh, i got to watch this. Oh, this sounds no, incredible. I have no idea what it's about. And it's rated for teens? For teens. The f- Dr. Fetus's Mean Meat Machine. Oh, yep. it's cartoony. <laughs> All right, it's a little, so far, it's kind of something I could draw. It's a match for puzzle genre game. And oh, it's a doctor fetus. It's a literal fetus in a in a incubator tank. Oh, it is. Genius fetus? <laughs> it's a genius fetus who's become a doctor. He's gotten his paperwork. And now it's just a now it's weird Tetris. game. With, I was ready those, to go buy a PlayStation. Are those now. supposed to be sperms? Is that what he kills, Dr. Or, fetus? Or fetus? If it is, I'm back in. If you're killing fetuses, breast, breast yeah, I'm back, back in. in. I, 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 I would think Dr. Fetus would be an anti-abortionist. You would and think. he would go fight uh, That's Planned Parenthood. That looks like Gauntlet. Like, yeah. Or, yeah. Like gauntlet, yeah. But if I was in Dr. Fetus's mean meat machine, <laughs> I would make Dr. Fetus go out and slaughter abortion doctors. Right. Like, that would be Dr. Fetus's goal is to save other fetuses, right? Save his own. Yeah. 
This is propagate, a cop out. Propagate your own species. Yeah, yeah. You got to keep the fetuses alive. Uh, this actually debuted this past Sunday, but season two of the righteous or season three, sorry, of the righteous oh, gemstones. Happy birthday to John Goodman today. There has been a decline in attendance. Is this because of the goddamn shitty poll? No, jeez. There's. Yeah, I can't play. Should have known better. That's yeah. a bad. Yeah. Apparently, Steve Zahn plays a wacko uh, right wing uh, pastor in this season. That show has some ridiculously great moments, it and I, st- I still can't get into it episode to episode. Well, I don't know why. Here's your favorite, and just like that, yeah. season two on HBO Max. Sex in the City's follow-up, and now they're old. 20 years later, right? Yeah. Oh, the last the last season was so bad. I hate watching every episode. So I noticed they qualify for the Academy Awards with their inclusion. Oh, it's the most season. woke thing you've oh, ever seen. Look at that seen. Skeletor. Yeah, that's Sarah Jessica. Oh my Parker. God! <laughs> they were expired in the first series. This is ridiculous. All they talk about is how old they are. The redheaded one's a lesbian now. It's the New York Villages. So it's Hori Golden Girls. It's not only Hori Golden Girls. It's Hori woke Golden Girls, and I mean. Woke to a level you can't even imagine. Like, it is so ham-handed woke, it's ridiculous. And on, they play they play themselves from Sex and the City, basically. And now they're, like, trying to figure out the new world, and they don't want to step on toes. And they just come across as stupid. Like, the, the whole season was like all of those girls had just been dropped off from another planet and didn't know what words to use. <laughs> it was so bad, and I couldn't get enough of it. I laughed at every episode. Sex in Sun City. It's, but they don't, they don't, now it's, now that's just taboo. Oh, everything that They're made not banging them, anymore? No, everything that made them great is, the, is what makes them awful now. It's a terrible show. Filled with ugly old ladies who still dress up. Look at... I don't know if you watched this one. Uh, Season two of The Bear is coming out on FX (laughs) and uh, also available on Hulu. From a place of wanting to start fresh and clean. Cooking show. This is going to be... I'm out. Next. (laughs) That guy from uh, Shameless. Okay. People cooking is not interesting to me. It's basically... Come on, bro. Uh, Oh, it's an actual show, though. It's not like a cooking competition. No, no, no. It's an actual show. Okay. It's an actual show. Um, let me get through some of these ones that we can actually play. Okay. How about uh, Marvel Studios Secret Inve- Invasion? Brady's excited about this Out. one. What's On this? Disney Samuel starting Jackson. Wednesday. Oh, yeah. I like Sam Jackson. He might win me over. He's been gone. Yeah, but he's not going to curse or anything. Like, nope. Can't. Disney. No, well, no, right. no, no, I'm not, you're right. I'm no, out on this, worse. too. If I can't get cursing Sam Jackson, what do I no. care? He might throw some curse words out on this nah. one. Last time I saw a land mother. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I want. Badass mother ever. I don't want uh, the, the Win, Mace Windu version. I learned yeah. when you don't make him cuss, uh, the movies usually are terrible. Uh, that's pretty much it for anything right. since we're a little pressed on. Time. All right. Go ahead, Brett. All right. I'll try to make mine quick here. All right. I pulled pulled this one up. Uh, this is Death Collector, Mental Hedonist. Death Collector. All right. We are Death Collector. Good guess. I can hear it out of the pit with Marcus on Sunday night. There you go, Death Collector. All right, uh, this one I just like the name of the band. Off-Road Minivan is the name of it. (laughs) (laughs) And and may this keep you safe from harm. 
of my favorite moments in the history of off-roading was going up Schnebley Hill, which isn't a tough ride, but it's bumpy. And a dude in a rented Toyota Prius was doing it, bashing the living bejesus out of it. And we rode by him, and he goes, we're doing this! Was it Larry? Larry Lakes. <laughs> he was on his excellent adventure. <laughs> this thing had no business on this road, and he was tearing his car apart. What, Enterprise rent a car on the back, and I'm like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I got the package. Off-road minivan. No, not much there. Get more of that down the hall. That's yeah. for cutters, I guess. Uh, Portugal the Man. You know them. Yep. Yeah. 50, Aaron, 50 of them. Aaron Paul video. Yeah, they're, they're hit or miss for me. Yeah, same. When they put something out that's catchy and good, it's usually pretty damn good. And then the other stuff's just kind of that folksy weird. Not sure. I'll give it a run, but meh. Meh. Uh oh, Coy Leray or is it Leray or is it Leray? I don't know. Sure, uh, whatever. I'm just looking at her butt. Yeah, this yeah. is uh, this is Bops. What's that mean? Oh, she's just shaking her ass for the camera. Yeah. Take that, see Wolfgang. This is what I'm talking about. Where music's interesting again. People shaking their ass. Saint Johnny. Coy Leray. When I touch down, I'ma get loose, loose. Pull up in a spaceship, call me Neptune. Mm. Two step, hit a slide when I walk through. Wrist watch, got a big cup. Clock, she said clock. She did. I, uh, she sounds a lot like all the rest of Cardi yeah. B's types, but she's in a thong in the video, and I respect yeah. that. Absolutely. She knows where her bread's buttered, and she's got a great body. She's pretty. I like uh, Coilerae. Coilerae? Yes. Corduroy. Coilerae. I like Coilerae. I like Corduroy. Uh, Fear Factory, they're re-releasing one of their other albums, actually putting a drummer on it. So this wow. is uh, New Messiah from uh, Reindustrialized. Redoing it, everything. Yeah. It, it's Fear Factory. You know what you're getting yeah. with them. Are they too light for Into the Pit now? No, I think I think they're still Into the Pitty. They're, they're good writing music, oh, too. Yeah. This is, yeah, good energy stuff, workout stuff. All right, yeah, it's what you expect yep. from Yep. yep. And uh, Kim Petras' new album hits stores what? on Friday. What? It does? Feed the Beast. And this is her uh, her song with Nicki Minaj alone. Oh, yes. Show me those cans, dude. <laughs> <laughs> dude is hot. <laughs> I can't get enough of Kim Tucker's. Apparently, they're sponsored by Bose. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah, there's Kim in her workout gear. Physical. Uh, Look at those things. Who's her doctor? Those look so natural. Are the rest of them dudes? I can't. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Oh, that guy is awesome. I want to play basketball with him and then play with his cans. <laughs> oh. Get that video. <laughs> I figured. 
All right. Now brings us to N word or F word. This is the Poison Clan. Wow. The Baby Two Live crew. And this is uh, the song is The Bitch That I Hate. Okay. I think Brady won last week. Oh, I won last week. Uh, uh, No, I did win. I think he's right. Uh, Darn it. (laughs) I know. It's depressing. I'll say N word. Hard, mean N word. All right. Two low life mothers. Uh, gotta, the bitch that I hate. Got to go with the F word. The F word. Strong F word. Brady. Yeah, I got to go. Um, you got friendly. You got uh, kind. You got mother effer. I got to go with mother effer. You're going to go with mother right. effer. Toledo goes go F. F I go strong N word. Here, right. right. Here we go. Good luck. The bitch that I hate. Mother effort for the win. Two nice. low-life mothers. <laughs> well done, Bogan. Nicely done, my friend. All right. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah, I got to go back to that Kim Patrick. Just basically, hey, nice, bro. Really, seriously. <laughs> Dude, those are some solid breasts. Never thought I'd want to motorboat a no. guy. No. No. Just move those balls out of the way. I got work to do. <laughs> That's, he's, those are perfect. Anyway, uh, it's time now for the entertainment drill. It's brought to you by this wanting to bottom out on Kim Petra's Make Me Gay. No, it doesn't, Andrew. And Andre. Sorry. Or Andre. Andrea. 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 <laughs> Andrea. Uh, it's, uh, entertainment drill is brought to you by reactdefense.com. It's the home of tactical black self-defense training. Uh, you can, can't defend yourself from love. Can't start it like a car. Can't stop it with a gun. And that's how we feel about Kim. But you can defend yourself from the goofies all over the place out there in the world. And if you're going to wander around these streets, you should probably have something in the back of your head going, what would I do if this went sideways on me? If you're up at the gas station, if you're in the middle of a grocery store where a fight breaks out, a side of the street, anywhere, you never know when it's all going to get strange. In fact, FBI statistics said most of the time the, uh, the highest odds of you being in a fight or an altercation are at work. Because you're there most of the time. Yep. You know, you're awake around strangers and everything else. So uh, think most about that. Most chance kind of to stuff. piss off Patel. Absolutely. <laughs> if you're in a submersible, you're going to fight for the last 96 hours of air. Uh, you just don't know when it's going to get strange. But what you should do is know you what you would do if it happened. And you get some training with that. You understand how to de-escalate situations, which is the most important part of self-defense. Not having to defend yourself. De-escalate the situation. Get away from it. That is the best defense in any situation, but if it does go sideways, and I mean in a big way, you'll have some training to know what to do. Guns, knives, machetes, sticks, bats, fists, feet, all that stuff. You get through all of it. It is unbelievable. Uh, they train a lot of military. They train a lot of cops. They train all sorts of stuff. In fact, the military folks get special treatment. You can ask about that. Go to reactdefense.com. It's in Phoenix. It's in Glendale. It's in Chandler. They got their seminars coming up. You need to head there, get in shape, and learn something about being better at being you. It's the home of Tactical Black. Brady, entertainment. Adele revealed to her audience in Vegas over the weekend that wearing spanks and sweating during her shows, she got jock itch. Ew. <laughs> Could have went the rest of my life without Ew. Her. <laughs> you want to see it? I've got it. You want to see it? No, said the crowd in unison. She coated it with Crew X, went on with the show. Oh, man. Well, you have to notice that I'm walking around a bit funny because I've got this going on down south. Oh. I asked my brother what it was. He told me jock itch. You showed your brother 
Well, yeah, somebody had to take a look. No wonder that guy left you in all your songs. Someone asked Reddit, uh, what celebrities would make unsurprising serial killers? Tom Cruise. Yeah. Tom Cruise was on there. Because yeah, <laughs> we four. don't know anything about like why he's so crazy. We don't ask. Awesome serial killers. Tom Cruise is one. Uh, awesome serial killers. Like in a movie that, or total? Like weird. you're just looking at them the thinking. The Property Brothers made the Oh, list. yeah, yeah, those guys. <laughs> oh, do really floors good. but never pull them up, basically. I see what we're He's doing. a really good actor, but the, I think his name's Michael Shannon. He's really, yeah, no, he's I like really got a weird He looks like he him. could be one. Yeah. They, on the 10 that I have, I, he's not on there. They're saying like people um, who would really be Jared serious. Leto. Oh. Jared Leto would be one. Joel Osteen. Yeah. Big time. Kevin Spacey. I think he is, actually. Shia LaBeouf. Father Dale. Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> yeah. Just people, look in those cold, dead eyes. People have us... Uh, and taste me sh- and tell me she hasn't tasted human flesh. <laughs> oh, she has. <laughs> she's Quentin eat- Tarantino. She's eaten things a lot of us haven't. Jada Pinkett Smith. Yeah, she's a killer. She's too angry. She'd just be a one-off murderer like OJ. She's not going to be a serial killer. OJ's name came up too, but... Come Oops, on. sorry. I bumped the button. <laughs> sorry. Just kicked you out, Brad. The only one I didn't... Ezra Miller. I think he is like on the verge of being something horrible, especially now that his movie's not doing well. Because the uh, Flash movie did terrible. So I think he's going to go over the edge again. The most memorable Star Wars quotes ranked by The Hollywood Reporter. May the Force be no, with I mean, that's Number one. Uh, Luke, I am your father. These aren't the droids you're looking for. That's a good one. That one is uh, further down the list. Let's see. I'm your father is number five. Hmm. These aren't your droids aren't in the top ten. Hmm. It's like shooting Womp Rats I back have home. a bad feeling about oh, this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's hope that old man did the tractor beam or whatever that line That was, was number two. Number three was, hello there. Oh. That's uh, A New Hope in was Revenge of the Sith. Boom Boom Washington Obi- in it? <laughs> <That's either. laughs> Obi- <laughs> hello there. I love you. I like well, Boom Boom. I know. They need him in there for the uh, the Academy Awards <laughs> That's now. That's right. Hi there. Obi-Wan looks different. It's Boom Boom Washington. It's a trap. Oh, there it is. How could I forget that? Uh, Number force. seven. That's my favorite one. I'm one with the force. The fourth, The force is with me. Yeah. I don't remember that. What's the Yoda one? Bro, What's the Yoda? One. Do not do. Try. Do or do not. There is no try. What is it? Do or do yeah. not. Yeah, do Oh, do, do or do not, there is no try. Yeah, that, that was number six. That's a great one. Do or do not, there is no try. <laughs> I find your lack of faith disturbing. Oh, uh, yeah. I like that one. Your insubordinates will be tolerated no longer or no further. Or something. That's a good one, too. I don't know them exactly. And you still have time, but if you want to buy one of uh, Jay-Z and Beyonce's bidet, the current <clears throat> bid is at $2,400. Perfect. I really do want that. <laughs> I want my ass hovering over where Beyonce's blasted out some corn with water. That's that's a dream I've always had. Washed it off. I'm not gonna. I'm never gonna tidy bowl or blue uh, blue liquid that bowl. I'm gonna let Beyonce's corn live you forever. Want some queen bee corn. Yeah, I want queen bee corn living in that filter, <laughs> right there in the pea trap. I want to put my finger in it and dig out a little Beyonce corn. I call it elote. Uh uh-uh. Beyonce lote. Uh, that's it for us. My goodness. It's all gone. Brady's leaving tomorrow. Brady's not going to be here. Brady, good work on you for the last Celebrate Torp's life. That's right. Celebration of Torp tomorrow.
And we'll do it right here on the air, too. We'll celebrate Torp as you float away. Thank you, guys. Yeah, very much. Uh, so tell your family, uh, uh, congratulations on a, on a marathon well run. That's what I look at. Will it. do. It's not a guy who left us. It's a guy who finished. Yeah. It's a beautiful yeah. thing. So a much uh, better way of looking at it. Yeah, it is. I mean, he, he ran the whole race yeah. and did it well. So sorry for your loss, but you know what? Thumbs up, and we should all be so lucky we have one like that. Uh, so Brady's off to his father's uh, his celebration. And uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll hold the fort down for a couple of days uh, with better videos for sure. Uh, it's 10.07. <laughs> We're done. We'll catch you guys tomorrow in the morning sickness. So long. Arizona's most powerful, powerful rock radio station. Yes. Can you beat it?